San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinegger, Jason Minnix, The Blitz. You know, some work days are better than others. And this work day is in that better than others category. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinegger, I'm Jason Minnix. We're live downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue. Legacy Park with our good friends at Yingling. It's Yingling Lager Hoop City. Joe, they've got it set up to come down here and watch the games tonight. And they've got an incredible TV. And you think about, all right, it's outdoors. This TV is made to be broadcast in the daylight outdoors. It's incredible. Well, I'm going to tell you, Jason, we're sitting probably, I don't know, 50, 70 yards from that thing, and I can see it clear as a bell. And with your eyes, that's saying yeah, something. That, that is good, too. And, I mean, it's just a great place to come down and have some fun, have some yingling, have some barbecue, watch the games tonight, the ones that are here in San Antonio, and to keep you updated on all of them, obviously. But uh, this is the place to be tonight, no question about it. Now, while you come down here, uh, whether you're you know coming down to pregame before going over the AT&T Center uh, or tomorrow when you're looking for something to do, to watch the games because they'll have all the games on but the barbecue obviously is incredible come down here and get the pork ribs they are fantastic they are really good i mean they are so good that grumpy ass greg shelton smiled today when he was eating not one rib not two ribs but he ate three ribs and some brisket no he and he did a good job but i he, you're right about that i mean those things just fall off the bone Mm-hmm. They're that good. They're that tender. So it's just it's just perfect. I mean, I can't think of a better way to come down and watch the games and have fun. I think the Yinglings are on sale for four bucks tonight. They're for four bucks. All the different Yingling brands. There's four of them. You can get them here. They're four dollars. They're going to have a live band. It's going to be a party. And again, all weekend we're going to be back here tomorrow because today's not enough. Jimenez will do halftime tomorrow and then the blitz tomorrow and then even the saturday morning hangover will be out here as well on uh well saturday morning uh with uh, james pledger and jack thompson and i'm just glad that michael jimenez is coming out here tomorrow because if he would have waited a day what he tried to pull off today wouldn't have happened if he had come to pinkerton's first well the he tried to climb in and out of a race car today mm-hmm. and uh I love Michael Jimenez, but climbing in and out of a race car is not something he should probably ever try again. Well, uh, first off, there's not enough Crisco. No. And he was hoping for baby oil, which is something you don't want to think of him lathered up (laughs) in in baby oil. And it's one thing getting in to the race car, and he had help. It was getting out of the race car, and somehow he managed... I don't know if they had to get the jaws of life or, or what, but he managed. But then he, he called me, and he's, he, he, he hurt himself somewhere in there. He, he cut his hand. He was bleeding when it was all said and done. I'm like, dude, you were getting in and out of a race car, man. It shouldn't be that complicated. Yeah, but Michael Aminis is not the most coordinated dude in the world anyway. True. And so try, trying to do that is uh, – <laughs> 
That crow nearly took us out, yeah, man. I'm going to tell you that right now. Sorry about that. That was distracting. I hope that's on video. If you watch it on Facebook, you see us both react. The, the, the bird literally just split us, man. About to take one to the face, man. You know, on the uh, 20-year anniversary of Randy Johnson taking out that yeah. pigeon, I think birds everywhere are looking for revenge. That was funny. But, uh, yeah, as you meant as watching that, I actually laughed really hard watching that video. It was, uh, it was quite entertaining and fun. But if I'm Jimenez and I'm giving him advice and if he'll listen to me. He won't. Don't ever do that again because, quite frankly, I was surprised he got out of it. If I wouldn't have seen that on video, I would have thought he's still there. There's yeah. no way he got out of that thing. And, and no way after a day at Pinkerton's he's getting in there. No. Uh, no. I mean, uh, come down here. Now, if you're a cornhole player. Get a team together, because one of the things that is happening tomorrow down here at Pinkerton's Barbecue as a part of Yingling Lager Hoop City is they're having a cornhole tournament. Now, it's almost sold out, but they do have a couple of spots left, 50 bucks a team. Obviously, some great prizes there, but you have to go register on an app called Scoreholio. <laughs> now, when they were first telling me this, all I could think of is this sounds like something straight out of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, absolutely. Go to go to the app Scoreholio. <laughs> I would never have thought if somebody said go to that app, it would be to register for a cornhole tournament. But if you want to compete tomorrow, download and register at the Scoreholio app. I don't know if tomorrow will. If it can match today, but it is an absolutely perfect day to do anything outside. So if you're going to do that, you might as well come out here. I mean, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's not hot. You had a nice oh, like breeze 80 blowing. 80 degrees, give or take. Yeah, it's perfect, and the beer's cold. The food is hot. I mean, this it just doesn't get any better than this. And I will say, if you're a Houston Cougar fan and you're in town, this is where you want to be. I don't know if it's the official or unofficial or whatever, but obviously Pinkerton's Barbecue and Grand Pinkerton started in Houston. So, you know, obviously legendary in Houston. They've been in San Antonio now just over a year. But if if you're a Houston Cougar, it, it seems like everybody here wearing a, a team shirt's from Houston. Yeah, there's a lot this of is, This fans. is their spot. They understand it. And your game doesn't start till 9 o'clock. Yeah, they will be uh, plenty loaded up and ready for that game, I'm sure. Because, yeah, you're right. A lot of them walked in. They've got, we got some folks behind us over here that have already gotten started. You know that game doesn't start till 9, right? You yeah, okay? Yeah, they're pros. All right. They're, well, that's they're, good. They're, they're pros. <laughs> they're, they're pros. They realize that beers here are $4. That's right. And they're a lot more than that down at the AT&T Center. We'll talk a lot of tournament as we continue here on the Blitz throughout the day. Come see us. We've got some Yingling Lager Grizzly coolers that we will give away every hour. Come Dude, down here I and get registered one. for that. You can't win. We also have Pinkerton's <laughs> Barbecue gift cards that we are going to give away. But there's a lot going on in the sports world, and you're always invited to be a part of the show on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. On Twitter, he is at Joe JoeRyanEagle210. You can tweet at me, at Jason Minix. Deshaun Watson, interesting story today that has already sort of, I think, resolved itself. It has. There was one little lingering criminal charge potential with the grand jury not in Harris County. <coughs> See, <coughs> two plus two is four. So re remember, we, we heard there were ten criminal charges with the grand jury. But the Harris County one came back with nine, and we were like, well, what happened to that other one? I guess they decided, eh, we're good. They're, 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 there's no bill, no criminal charges. Well, that, that tenth one 
was from a city south of Houston that fell outside of Harris County into Brazoria County, and that grand jury was meeting. So there was an opportunity for criminal charges to go against Deshaun Watson, but according to reports, that grand jury has also returned a no bill. Well, we've actually got a statement from the uh, Brazoria County Criminal District Attorney, and get this, his name is Tom Selleck. <laughs> Who knew oh. that Tom Selleck was Any no longer on Blue Buds? Yeah, I it, think so. Yeah. But it says this, it says, regarding the matter of the state of Texas versus Deshaun Watson, it says, after careful and thorough review of the facts and evidence documented in the report, prepared by the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office and the Houston Police Department, as well as hearing testimony for witnesses, the grand jury for the Brazoria County has declined to charge Deshaun Watson with any crimes. Accordingly, this matter is closed. So with that, the civil lawsuits are still very much in play. But the way I understand it, any criminal charges are now off the table. And, and and I suppose at some point maybe something could get filed, but as it stands right now, what I find interesting is we hear that today, and it was broken initially by the New York Times, and then obviously other area Houston media outlets and whatnot picked up on it and realized, okay, so it's this DA that is holding Deshaun Watson's future in his hands and obviously said nothing there from a criminal standpoint. And a lot of times with that, as we've learned, it's is there something there? Maybe. Is there something there where we can get a conviction? And the answer is no. So the civil lawsuits are still in play, but Deshaun is in Cleveland today taking his physical and is expected to meet with the media tomorrow for his introductory press conference. The attorney for Deshaun Watson said that Cleveland knew about this 10th charge. But I was wondering, could they fail him on the physical? Could they? Is there a way to get out of it? You know, the, the buyer's remorse? What's the lemon law rule when it comes to trading a quarterback and giving him $230 million guaranteed? Well, I think Rusty Harden, who came out earlier today and was, was trying to quail all of this earlier, or quash it, I guess is the right word, but he was saying, look, this is an old charge. This is nothing that came up you know, uh, over the last couple of days. We've known about this for a long time. So I'm quite certain that Rusty Harden probably had a pretty good idea that this was going to go the way it went today and that there were going to be no criminal charges filed. Otherwise, if Cleveland knew about that, they pay him anyway, $230 million guaranteed, and there was even a, an inkling of a chance that he was going to be filed, uh, and charges were going to be filed on him criminally, they wouldn't have done it. You I mean, know, they're, they're not stupid. Yeah, you know, but they are, and and they would, I think, because the chances of long jail time wasn't there, and they're going to take the hits. Uh, they're willing, and every team that was after Deshaun Watson, and I think every NFL team falls into this category, it really doesn't matter what you are. Even though they all say they want good character guys and all this and all that, if you're a knucklehead but you can help our team win, we're willing to we're willing to roll the dice with you. You know, you you look at throughout the year. I mean, he's not the first, nor will he be the last accused of doing something, and he'll still have a job in the NFL if he can play at a high level. Well, you're absolutely right, but I just don't think that. The problem, as I see it, in reading the the police reports and the grand jury reports and all the stuff that that went on, it was all a he said, she said deal. 
Now, uh-huh. granted, there were a lot of she's that said a lot of stuff, uh, and you can take that with a grain of salt. I'm not defending anyone one way or the other, but the point being is that there was no evidence that they could present that said he did this to me. and uh, That crossed a criminal line. Right. I, I mean, you know, does he have a uh, fetish? Does he have, you know, whatever you want to call it? And, you know, were his expectations when you meet a massage therapist through Instagram were his expectations different than, than those ladies? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I just look at the Cleveland Browns. They knew, and you could see their statement when they said they did all kinds of uh, research and whatnot into this, although the attorney for the lady said nobody from the NFL has reached out to them. Uh, but, but the reality is, are you going to jail? No? All right, then come play for us. Yeah. And, and like I say, even if there was a charge filed, the chances of it being a felony yep. charge were, would have been, uh, you know, high. It, it would have been tough to do. So all of this done, this is done now, at least criminally. He's in the clear unless something else comes up. Uh, now he's just got to deal with the civil lawsuits. But it's going to be interesting to see, Jason, when he meets with the media tomorrow there in Cleveland, you know. It's going to be a circus, and he's going to get questions galore on all of this stuff, um, as is the GM, as is the head coach. Uh, so what? that's going to be must-see TV tomorrow for sure. I'll I, I, I tell you what. It better just to get it out of the way, right, right, as opposed to delay it. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, Deshaun's been a – Cleveland Brown longer than Matt Ryan's been in Indianapolis Colt. Matt Ryan's already had a press conference there and was doing media today in Atlanta saying goodbye, right? I mean, um, was that the strip club? No, I mean, there was a party, but Matt didn't show up. He didn't show up for that? No, but, but you you know, <laughs> I know he was on a 680 The Fan this morning in Atlanta, and he wrote a nice letter that got published in the Atlanta newspaper, a, a, a goodbye and a thank you. And I don't know if Deshaun's going to do that with the Houston Chronicle or not. But... Uh, they can say, and I fully expect the PR department for the Cleveland Browns to say, we're not taking any questions that aren't football-related. I'm curious to see how long they let the non-football questions go during the press conference. And what you're going to have, what I anticipate seeing, and you've been a part of these throughout yep. your career, you're going to have reporters there that, okay, uh, we know we're not going to get anything. I'm not going to waste anybody's time because there's other stuff we can get and create content and stories and, you know, where this is moving forward. I'm just curious how long they let it go or how often somebody tries to get one of those questions in. And if you're the Browns, I expect their GM and or their owner read a prepared statement and say that's all we're saying about this matter. Could very well be, but what you're going to have, because uh, just from experience, and you know this, this is going to be one of those press conferences that you won't just have sports people there. Yes. The news departments will send news reporters there as well just for that. And they used to do that with us just to kind of cover us, right? So the news people would ask those kind of questions. We could ask the sports questions, and it kind of worked out that way. Um, But that that's what's going to happen. So you're right. I think the Browns will have some kind of rule in place. Look, we'll we'll read a statement. That's all we're going to say. If you ask a question, it's going to be next question, and, and that's the end of it. So they have to give them something, though. They have to. They will, but they'll want to make it as quick as possible for sure. What what I'm going to be curious with Deshaun when he's getting those questions, 
what does his facial expressions look like? What does uh, his mannerism? So, I, you know, because you know he's going to be frustrated. You know, and let's face it, as a reporter, those are awkward questions to ask. I mean, they're, they're extremely awkward questions that you're going to be asking in that situation. So, I, But how does he sit up there and look? Does he look calm like he's in a pocket and there's you know pass rushers coming from both sides? Or does he get fidgety? Because it's going to be uncomfortable. And let's face it, what we've read about Deshaun Watson is pretty uncomfortable. You know, Jason, I, I, I would say that he's going to be cool, calm, and collected. And the reason that I think he will be is because the one thing, whether you like Deshaun Watson or not, whether you think he's guilty or not, the one thing that he has done from day one has declared his innocence. And he is not swayed from that. He wanted to take this all the way, uh, all the way through from the very beginning. So, again, no matter what you think of him, he's been pretty calm, cool, and collected. And professing his innocence throughout this thing, I think he'll do the same thing tomorrow. Uh, and, and they'll want to move on from this and get down to the business of football. The problem is this press conference is not going to be the last time he's going to get questions about this. Sure. It will come up, and it will keep coming up and keep coming up until these civil lawsuits are, are hammered out. And the NFL releases a statement that just basically says, we continue to closely monitor all developments in the matter which remains under review of the personal conduct policy. Okay, what the hell does that mean? Nothing. I, I mean, uh, we're paying attention. Yep, we know. No bill. But they're still. But it does tell me, when you look at... Quite honestly, the negative reaction to Deshaun Watson getting traded and getting a contract and his agent within the rules of the collective bargaining agreement reworking a deal so if he is suspended, it's the minimal financial impact on Deshaun Watson because his base salary is only $1 million. So where it would have been a lot of money per game missed, now it's only 55000 which to you and me is a lot of money, but to Deshaun Watson with a guaranteed $230 million, it's not. And you see some of the people just blasting the Browns and the NFL for allowing that to happen, even though it's well within the collective bargaining agreement, I do think there is going to be a lot of pressure on Roger Goodell to make sure he sits out some games because of the personal conduct policy. And a, a week ago, I was thinking, I think he's going to get a massive fine, but he's already missed 17 games. But he got paid for those 17 games. He got games. paid for those 17 games. So what I don't understand, and I would like for Roger Goodell to explain this, what is he waiting for? Because you've got the, the criminal charges gone. Is he waiting to see what happens with the civil cases? I, uh, what is he waiting for? Well, he's I, had as much time to investigate this as anybody else. Well, I, I do think from the NFL standpoint, they're not going to punish Deshaun. And he never went on the commissioner's exempt list last year. That was just the Texans saying, you're the four-string safety, come to work every day, right. but, you know, we'll pay you. So he never went on the commissioner's exempt list. I think the NFL and Roger Goodell waiting for some sort of conclusion on the criminal part, which they now have, and on the civil part, does Deshaun actually take the stand and testify? And what does he say in a court, whether it's civil or or criminal, what does he say? And if I'm the NFL, 
I am waiting for that. What is on public record? Not what you tell me in a meeting room in New York City and in, in the, at the league headquarters, but what do you say under oath in a court of law? That would be, to me, what he would be waiting for. And quite frankly, Roger Goodell has nothing to gain by making a decision right now in March, April, May, because I think he learned from Ray Rice, you make a quick decision, and then all of a sudden other stuff comes out. Now you've got to to do a little bit more CYA. I think you've got to make a decision, though, before a lot of the either, certainly before training camp. All right, if you don't, you've got to make it before training camp. I mean, you've got to give these teams an opportunity to prepare if that is the case. But if I'm Deshaun Watson, Jason, at least going through the, the criminal uh, stuff that we've gone through, there's obviously no evidence there to support a criminal. a criminal charge. However, so if I'm Deshaun Watson, I get on the stand, I'm going to deny, deny, deny. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I mean, what else is he going to say? Yeah. These well, women are all making this up, and well, gonna, I didn't do anything. He's going to say it's consensual. I mean, what? What? Because I mean, we've we've read. I mean, remember? I mean, there was Instagram messages from Deshaun, allegedly from yep, Deshaun's yep. phone. There, there was a lot of back and forth. But you know, and even even his attorney has said any any sex that happened during those sessions was consensual sex. So, and so then it's he said, she said. On the criminal side, the burden of proof is different than on the civil side. So it, w- it, it would be a lot easier for him to be found guilty on the civil side than on the criminal side. So here's the question now. Does it even get to the trial? Well, uh, and does he, uh, is, is Rusty Harden right now contacting Busby, who's the attorney for, the, for all the ladies, and saying, look, here, here we're going to pay all these ladies X number of dollars. Let's just go away. There's going to be no criminal charges. Why mess with this any further? Because, look, I don't know whether, you know, Tony Busby, from what I know about him, he's not doing this for free either. No. Now, he's expecting Watson to, you know, to lose and then pay his attorney fees. But what happens if he loses in a court of law? Then he loses. He loses everything. It's like, you know, you see the billboard, you know, $25 million, 12.2 net to client. Right. Because that difference is so, you know, I mean, Busby probably – I, I, I would assume I'm not a lawyer. If you are, six five six ESPN. <laughs> but I'm guessing that Busby would love to settle for the most amount of money possible because that's how he's going to get paid. But Deshaun Watson could have made all this go away by writing checks a year ago, and he didn't want to do it. And it just reminds me of Roger Clemens, who went all the way to the top of the mountain, saying that he didn't take any steroids. He he denied, denied. Now your wife did, your your best friend Andy did, everybody else did, but he maintained it was not him. And he went all the way up to the top. Nobody believed him, but you know he proclaimed innocence throughout. And so I look at Deshaun. Is it the same thing? I understand you don't want people thinking that of you, or maybe you don't think you did anything wrong. But you're a rich dude. You could have made all this go away and the public embarrassment that goes with it a long time ago. Probably could, but again, he wanted to proclaim his innocence and, and give that that aura that he's a good guy and he didn't do this and he's being wronged and he's the victim. But again, we're going to find out, and, and this is not, no offense to any lawyers, but Tony Busby, if Deshaun settles with these women, 
Deshaun's not paying Tony Busby. Guess who has to pay him? Those 22 women. Yeah, yeah, whatever the percentage is, 40%. That's exactly right. I think it's 40, 35, 40%. They may end up with nothing. Well, they'll get something, but not what you're thinking. That's exactly right. So even if it's a million dollars a piece, say, for example, and he pays a million dollars a piece, a lot of money is $22 million, but Busby's going to get about half of that, Mm -hmm. and 22 other ladies are going to get to split the rest, and that's it. And that's a shame. That's how the legal system works. It is. That's why it takes so many years to get through law school. But that's a shame. You know, that, that's, that's, that's the way the system is designed. This is The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. You know, if Al Bundy ran a 40-4-3, would an NFL team take him? That yes. literally is a conversation starter that we just had with an Arizona Wildcat fan. I would say yes, yes. they that, would. That is a man Absolutely. that is enjoying the $4 yinglings here at uh, Pinkerton's Barbecue in Legacy Park. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We are down here at Legacy Park, Pinkerton's Barbecue, Yingling Lager Hoop City. They've got everything set up to watch the games tonight here in the park. If you haven't been down here, one... You are missing out. It's my first time. It was which, fabulous. Which place. surprises me. I don't come downtown very often, right. except for work. So a, a, a couple of things. When you come downtown to go to Pinkerton's Barbecue, I know the when you say that to somebody, oh, it's downtown. Man, I don't want to jack with parking. They validate parking. They do. There's a couple of lots you drive. You know, there's one in the. You know, I'll give locations, but they got signs. They do, and they will validate your parking. Some are two hours, some are six hours. But, you know, they're, 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 so that excuse is out the window. If you're driving and you need more than six hours, call an Uber and leave your car there. <laughs> That's a good point. Absolutely. Now, I just got to follow up on the on the Al Bundy guy. Yeah, yeah. He said he's from San Francisco and that his team wouldn't fly for the 49ers to have Deshaun Watson. And I'm like, BS. Yeah, it, it's for everybody. Yeah, I mean, if you could have there gotten, he is. If you could have gotten Deshaun Watson instead of oh Ted Bundy. Ted yeah, Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but but again though, Al Bundy if, was funnier. If, if, if Ted Bundy <laughs> wasn't in jail and was facing no criminal charges, he just eats different foods than the rest of us. <laughs> but he could help you win football games. An NFL owner would sign him. I mean, that that's just the way it works. And Al, and Al Bundy is the same thing. You know, the way that man sells shoes, if he could also play quarterback for you, he would get it done. There's no question about it, Jason. And um, any NFL team would take him. There's yeah. no question about it. So I just thought that was funny. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. It, it's exactly. They've got the best ice here, and I'm going to have a hard dude, time not crunching seriously? on this during the show. My goodness, dude. That's, a, that's good ice. You radio rookie. I know it. I, I mean, of a, all the things here, you're 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 – Complimenting the ice. The ice is great. Would uh, you like some ice for your back? The pork. I mean, ribs. because you know, Shelton brought us the fancy chairs today. Yeah. He didn't realize that you know, you you probably needed something a little bit more comfortable. Dude, I had surgery this morning. Yeah, you did. I did. It's crazy. Uh, I think I've told the air on uh, the story on air before, but I had a mole on my back, mm-hmm. and they cut it off a portion of it, 
and sent it off and said, well, it could be, may not be. So I'm talking with the dermatologist today, and she says, well, we need to do this because the lab or somebody up there feels like if we let this go, it could turn into something bad. Cancer. Right. Yeah. So let's get it out. Dude, they cut a chunk out of my back as big as a football. Not a football, real, yeah, like, like the paper like, football like, she used like, to. Like a mini football? Right. Yeah, there you go. And she shows me this hunk of flesh. And why did you want to see that? Well, she asked me, you want to see it? I said, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see it. Really? Yeah. All right. So, and, and the weirdest thing about it is, look, I'm, I don't like blood. I don't want to be cut on. So they don't put you to sleep or anything. They just deaden the spots. Yeah, yeah, they numb you up. Oh, that hurt like hell, first of all. The numbing up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather go to sleep. But she was telling me, I mean, it's like, I said, you hurt me all you want to. Deaden me up. I don't care how many shots it takes. Do it. And she did it, and then I didn't feel anything else. And so it was relatively But you're doing painless. okay today? It's about 30 minutes, yeah. So if you it come, itches to, it, what, it, yeah, if you like, come down here to uh, Legacy Park, don't slap Joe on the back. No, please don't. It's... It's more on the lower back. So, so don't grab Joe's ass. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. No, you can grab my ass. It's just in between, either on the shoulder or the ass, just not in between. So uh, lower back, <laughs> upper ass. Right. That area is off limits today. So I really don't have that big a problem with people slapping me on, on the behind. I figure. But yeah, I just want to let people know. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I know you care. I, I do. I'm, I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm, I'm Thank glad you. you survived your uh, your major surgery. I today. survived. I'm yeah. glad you actually got that taken care of. I remember when uh, David Chancellor went through that uh, a few years ago when he was working with us at the radio station. We were at the Super Bowl in Minnesota, and we were doing an interview with Roger Staubach, and then he grabbed one for TV, and then I was taking some pictures. He was looking at the pictures and went, man, what's that? And went and got it looked at, and... But it was cancer. Oh, it wow. Was, it was uh, uh, pretty scary and, and pretty eye-opening. And as a guy that's got all those moles and stuff, you go get them checked because you don't want it to turn into something, especially if it can get taken care of relatively easily. So that sucker's out of my body now. Good. Hopefully I don't have to worry about it anymore. The rest of the body looks pretty good. I could have told her that. I mean, I knew that. The, the rest of the body looks great. Really? Yo, yeah. Right, so, for a 60-year-old man. She agreed with me. Yeah. Dude, yeah. And I look damn good for that. Sure. Yeah, just ask all the old ladies at picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were drunk. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Spurs got a huge win last night. They, I mean, just blowout. But they were knocking down threes. And even Pop said it afterwards. It was not a fair fight because that wasn't even a G League squad rolled out there by Portland. Um I mean, they're they're a team that's free-falling, ready for the, the end of the season. But I like the way the Spurs went out and just kicked ass. They were up big. They stayed with their foot on the pedal. It, but you don't know about the Spurs squad. I mean, they were up 16 on the Oklahoma City Thunder, who is basically nothing more than a G League team. Yep. And they blew it. 
And so you just don't know. So it was good to see them put their foot on the gas and take care of business. And what the funniest thing is, Jason, is that I'm seeing all these guys on Spurs Twitter today. It's like, oh, no. If the Spurs get into the play-in, they're going to get this pick and not this pick, and that's going to doom us forever. Yeah, whatever. I'm telling you, it's like they're crying all over the place today because instead of the seventh pick, the Spurs might get the 13th, and that's going to doom the franchise from here to eternity. I I, I look at... The Spurs are now, what, a game and a half out. They're in 10th, or where were they at? 11th. They're 11th. Uh, a game, game and a half, and a half. out of 10th. Yep. And right behind New Orleans, but I still look at the Lakers' free fall as what's going to happen. Because the Spurs' schedule, they got uh, New Orleans coming up. That's the team right in front of them in the standings. That obviously is, is going to be a huge game Saturday afternoon. Uh, then they, they've got uh, the Houston Rockets. Well, we know the Houston Rockets suck. They're not even trying that should be a win. The Rockets do suck. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying. I mean, we're around all these Houston Cougar fans, and they know that the Rockets suck, right? But you know, then you got Memphis. You got two games with Portland, then Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas to close out. But Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, Dallas. When you get to those four games, those final four games, we don't know what those teams are going to be doing when it comes to the rest factor on where they are and if they're set. But the Spurs have some winnable games here that will allow them to get into that play-in tournament. Well, remember the last time that um, the Spurs played New Orleans, the Pelicans spanked them pretty good. The good news is for the Spurs is it will be the second game of a back-to-back for the Pelicans. They play the Chicago Bulls tonight, who could certainly do the Spurs a favor. Uh, Pelicans lose tonight. Spurs win tomorrow. They're dead even, my friend, and then we're uh, we're rolling. It's a race to the end. And, you know, I think about, you know, like Jimenez on halftime said, you know, this play-in tournament's almost like March Madness. And I'm good with that because, you know, look at St. Peter's. Um, nobody gave them a chance. No. Yet here, here they are. Go get that experience. Uh, you do have tournament action continuing tonight um, in the West region. Arkansas and Gonzaga go at 6, then Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, those games on at CBS. I really like Texas Tech tonight, and I can't decide if I like Texas Tech because they played poorly and won in their last outing, or does it finally send Coach K off into retirement? Because I'm I'm ready for Coach K to be done. <laughs> I'm ready for him to be done, too. You know, everybody's looking for the Cinderella story that Duke goes all the way and they cut down the nets at the very end. That's not going to happen. I don't think they've got the team for that, especially with some of the teams and the way they're playing right now, but... I like Texas Tech tonight, Jason. I think they're playing well. They're a physical ball club, and uh, I think they can get it done. And then I think they'll take care of Gonzaga after that. If Gonzaga gets by Arkansas, who's playing very well? Well, and, and again, I, I, I like Gonzaga to, to to go a long way at this point, although I can't even remember what I put in my second-half bracket because my first bracket was so bad. Here in San Antonio at the AT&T Center, you've got Michigan against Villanova playing in uh, the, the first game, which gets underway at 629. Uh, that one's going to be an interesting game. I, I know we both like Villanova, yeah. but I'm kind of liking Michigan and the bravado that Hunter Dixon gave yesterday. You know, in this press conference, you know, after their practice yesterday, and I got to see some of their practice yesterday at the AT&T Center, and this is a Michigan team that has been inconsistent, at times not very good this season. You know, we all know that uh, Howard got suspended at the end of the year, and they, they kind of limped in, but the first two games of the tournament, they look pretty good, but I like the cockiness from Michigan's Hunter Dixon. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
this season was definitely you know, like not the best, not the way that we wanted it to. And you know, other fans definitely let us know that, particularly Michigan State, Illinois, who else? Who else? Ohio State, who else? There's another team in there. Who else was it? There's one more. Oh, oh, you know the team down in Madison, the red and white team. Yeah, they definitely, they, 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 they definitely let us know how they felt about our season. You know, we heard those NIT chants. Uh, you know, they were hurtful. Um, you know, we, they definitely hurt. But you know, it's funny how. They'll be watching us on Thursday back at their cribs. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. I, I appreciate the bravado. I like that, too, and I like the fact that he's I mean, Who's that other team? Yeah, who, yeah. Who is that? that? Who is that? Who is that? Sounds like you and me sometimes. Well, I mean, true. But, but I mean, <laughs> and, and then you, you sit there and you, you think about that, and then, you know, the NIT chance and this and that, and you think the Aggies are on their way to the NIT championship. And then you read that they might leave New York City. Yeah. The NIT is going to have it open for bid. Is that something that we would want in San Antonio? I think it would be a great thing for it, unless it precludes us from having an NCAA tournament. Uh, the Final Four, I should well, say. Well, when the Final Four comes back in a couple of years, that would be at the Alamo yeah. Dome, you know, which is kind of you know, like tonight's games are at the AT&T Center. But the problem is if you, you can't have them, I mean, the Spurs are going to be playing there too. Right? So, I mean, you're going to have to figure that out. Well, I mean, it's scheduling. You know, yeah. it's just like right now. We're having the, this weekend, so where are the Spurs? Spurs are on, on, the on the road. Right. You know, rodeo comes down. I mean, the building gets used for a lot of things. I mean, they can schedule around. I don't know. Would you want the NIT here? You know, you're going from Madison Square Garden to whatever we end up calling the AT&T Center because that name is about to change. Yeah. Right? I, part of me... I, do I sound as cocky as that kid? No. Are we better than the NIT? Yes. I would say that. And 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 it was always a treat for those kids that got into the NIT and were disappointed about that to go to Madison Square Garden and sure. play there. So why not uh, I mean that's a that's a Jerry Jones thing. He's able to scoop that up somehow some way and figure it out. I'll have to pay attention and I probably will since A&M is in it. Um what's the attendance like for the net? I have the no idea. championship. I, I have no idea. No clue. I mean, is that something that, you know, we could put over it at the convocation center? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you're not only in the NIT, but you get to play in Freeman Coliseum. Yeah. Or, yeah, the convocation center. You know, they could put them at Northside Gym. Yeah, they could. Now, that I, I place mean, is nice. I mean, what's the attendance like for that? I, I, I don't know. Could it be the Ford Center in Arlington? Um, because the, the combo is not going to win any no. kind of bid to host any kind of event. Um, I don't think so either. It, it's interesting. But something to think about, something to look forward to. And, of course, the late game tonight, Houston against Arizona. That's going to be a good one. I think that's going to be a really good game with a, with a lot of excitement, a lot of up and down the floor. Um, that's going to be a fun ball game to watch. 9 o'clock on TBS. The, Nine schedule, o'clock. the scheduled start time, 8.59. Yeah, it'll be about 9.59 then. Yeah. That's usually the way it is. Exactly. you got two <laughs> games on CBS, two games on at TBS. The entire West region is on CBS. The uh, uh, South region on at TBS, which is the one we're hosting here at the AT&T Center. I like Houston tonight. And, and part of that is, you know, as an Arizona State dad, 
You don't like Arizona. I, 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 yeah, I was. I, I, I forgot I was not supposed to like them, but my daughter reminded me of that. You know, I, uh, there's a bunch of Houston Cougar fans around here because they're going to be watching it. It's like a this is where their fans are gathering. I, I would like to go with Houston. I'd like to see them beat Arizona, but I don't think they get it done. I think the uh, the Wildcats win it. Wildcats, Wildcats. It'll be Wildcats, Wildcats for the... Uh... Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime tomorrow at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. And tomorrow, Jimenez is going to be where we are now. We'll be back here tomorrow, and that is Pinkerton's Barbecue, downtown Legacy Park, Yingling Lager, Hoop City. It is the Blitz. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. What a glorious afternoon. you got to turn your microphone on. Is it, Come on. We have oh, an that's, engineer, that's, that's, I think. That's right? Greg Shelton. Yeah, that's, He's eating another pork rib. I mean, that, that's what it boils down to. <laughs> what is he? What are you showing me? Yeah, oh, except for you okay. had him off on the board. I mean, you can't yeah. throw Ryan. I won't let you throw Ryan Angle under the bus when that's on you. I thought it was Joe didn't push his own button. Man, we're getting pelted by birds and leaves and everything else coming around here. But, no, dude, you're right. It is a glorious day out here. And and I I can't get over that big screen over there, how clear it is that, again, it's, it's, I don't know how far that is. What do you think, 50, 75 yards away? Sure. And I can see everything clear as a bell. Which, for you, is saying something. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. For this old guy, I can see far away just fine. It's up close where I need these readers. Sure. That's my problem. I'm far away, you. I can see whatever you want. Oh, uh, yeah. Taco Joe, how big is that TV? Do you know? Uh, you have no idea, right? Yeah, yeah, no yeah he has no idea. So it's okay to say yeah, I, have I have no clue. Have. Go stand by it, you know? <laughs> you know? You're about, how tall are you? Five? You're not 5'11". <laughs> He's not 5'11". All right, so so Taco Joe, who's helping us out here down here at Pinkerton's Barbecue, is going to go stand next to the screen, and so we'll give him six feet. So that thing's about twelve feet yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah, about about twelve. Yeah, and if he laid down, it'd be I don't know, probably twelve two, wide. Twelve, twelve, may, maybe bigger than that. Could be. I, I don't know. It's a great screen. It'd be great in the backyard. It'd be awesome in the backyard. My problem is my back. It wouldn't fit in my backyard. <laughs> That's good. It's true. I have a small backyard, but uh, I like it that way. It's, I don't have to mow it as much. Uh, true. Very, very, very true. And not that you would mow it anyway. Well, you're, well, you, you've got a guy. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, it comes with the uh, comes with the territory. <laughs> Glorious day today. And uh, what is it? Next week, Valero, Texas open. Wow. A week from tomorrow is the first round. We're going to be out there live at the Valero Texas Open. Rob and Rudy on Thursday and Friday on R&R in the morning from 7 to 10. The Blitz from 4 to 7. Good long days for Greg Shelton, which is what he appreciates a day out at the golf course. <laughs> if you want to go to the Valero Texas Open, we've got second round tickets for uh, Friday's second round. If you want to go, just be caller number 12 right now. 656-ESPN. 656-3776. Caller number 12. You'll win a pair of tickets to uh, Friday's second round of the Valero Texas Open. That's a week from tomorrow we're going to be out there. they got some big-name players showing up for that. Obviously, Jordan Speed, the defending champion, will be there. Looking forward to seeing Jordan again. And uh, he's playing well this week thus far in the match play uh, tournament. He won his match yesterday. I'm not sure what he's doing today. But uh, big fan of that guy. I like him. I, I like uh, I like the way he scrambles because he's one of those guys that always seems to get in trouble 
but he scrambles his way out of it. And that kind of, I think every golfer can relate to that. Yeah, but he gets out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference. The most of it's just scramble. But, you know, they announced today the Bolero Texas Open did that 21 people that are playing in the Masters are going to play in the Valero Texas Open, including, you know, Jordan Spieth, right? So when you look at it, you know, that's a pretty good number because yeah. the, the Valero Texas Open is the week before the Masters. Yep. The, the blessing and curse of that is there are some players that don't want to play the week before the Masters because they want to get to Augusta early to start preparing for that. But there's others that need to get here to try to get their game right. And the good thing about uh, TPC San Antonio out there, that golf course, is it's very difficult. It is a tough golf course, and those pros know they're going to get a good test when they come here. Obviously, they're going to get a good test when they go to Augusta. So it kind of it's kind of like you you say you want to play good teams in the Mm preseason to be ready for the conference schedule. Well, that's kind of like coming down here first. You're playing a tough golf course to get ready for the big one next week. That's what it is. And, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever your views are politically, the idea that Phil Mickelson won't be in the Masters bothers me uh, because Phil should be there. He's And at this point, if he were playing in it, he would be kind of the villain role, which would. golf kind of needs. I, I, you know, there there's a couple of quote-unquote bad guys on the tournament, and there's some, you know, feuds that we, we you know, that we know about. But, you know, you look at, at Phil Mickelson during the the whole shutdown and that scene of him walking up, where was it, in the, the Carolinas, and everybody's around him and how cool that was, and now the, everybody has turned on him. <laughs> I, I, I would love to see him, you know, about to tee off at Amen Corner or, and, and uh, or, or put, you know, and, and, and everybody's booing him. I, I, I don't know. I just, golf needs that. Yeah, they always do, you know, but they've got a few guys. What The good thing about golf right now, Phil Mickelson aside, is that they're you don't know who's going to win week in and week out. There are so many good players on the tour right now that, I mean, you go in and you can't say Dustin Johnson's going to get it this week or Rory McIlroy's going to get it that well. Rory never wins. but um, Or, or Spieth or, or whomever, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, who is one of those guys that is kind of a, a which, donkey. Which, but, which you're right, but there does need to be – that guy that everybody is rooting for, the tiger against the field kind of thing. Because, you know, you look at, you know, next week for the Valero Texas Open, two weeks for the Masters, you know, you try to figure out where you're going to lay your money, and and it's hard to figure out because you just don't know. Live, KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix, live at Pinkerton's Barbecue, downtown Legacy Park. It is Yingling Lager Hoop City. Come down here, have some beer, some barbecue, some basketball. They've got this big old screen set up in the park that looks incredible even in the daylight this is incredible Uh, what a day to come to work i mean honestly 
you know, you said it when we started the show earlier. Some days are better than others, and today is fantastic. We're sitting out here outside on the patio, looking out at a big screen over there, getting ready to watch some NCAA basketball. You got fans filling up out here. You can smell the barbecue coming out. Man, it is just fantastic. What a day. It, 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 it's incredible. And obviously, you know, the the brisket is incredible. The pork ribs are fantastic. Dude, I'm telling you, Greg Shelton had about ten of those things, I think. And he's Man, asking for more. Three. He did ask about dessert. We'll have, to, <laughs> we'll have to find Taco Joe and see what they have for dessert here at Pinkerton's. I've seen it. I don't know what it is. I'm always too full. And and I you know and, and a lot of people you come down here and you go yeah I want some of that want some of that want some of that and then you got to get it to go back you have to because the portions here are, are yes. incredible yes I mean they load you up you will not walk away from this place hungry there's no question about it so. no and you're not going to be thirsty either because Yingling is on a special here for four dollars Yingling Lager Light Lager ninety nine Golden Pilsner and Yingling Flight all for four dollars uh, so come down here hang out you could register to win some of these great Yingling Grizzly coolers we've got Pinkerton's gift cards that we're giving away so come hang out with us today we're here till seven then we're back tomorrow Michael Jimenez halftime from noon to 2, then the Blitz from 4 to 7, and then on Saturday morning for the Saturday morning hangover, we're going to be out here. That's it. So we've just taken over. We have taken out over. Of here. Yes, we have, and uh, that's the way we like it. That's uh, That means it's a party. You know it's a party when the Blitz is out here. Jimenez is going to come out here. So... It's a party. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's a... The, and we go through this. We see all these people enjoying the great yingling. Yeah. And I'm so glad that Yingling's now in Texas. You know, that's one of the great things when you travel. Like every year we go to the Army-Navy game. And most years it's in Philadelphia. And, you know, we land and we get to a bar. There's a great bar that we always go to. You'll see it when we go up there. But it's Yingling. It's Yingling. It's Yingling. And, And now we get Yingling here. The fact that I have Yingling in my fridge at home is incredible. It's good. It's really good. First time I ever tried it, I was actually with you. Yeah. Maggie and Joanna, and we were all eating, and they had Yingling. And I said, ah, i got to try this. I never tried it, and they had it on draft. It was great. Well, and before it came to Texas, I, I know that if I knew somebody was driving from Florida, I'd slip them some money and have them bring some. Nice. When I've been in Florida. You know how, how hard it is, although legal, but getting through your check bag at the airport uh, a couple of 12-packs and then trying to stay with under 50 pounds. But Southwest yeah. lets you fly with two, <laughs> and, you, and you do that. And now, you know, obviously Yingling is here. Yingling which, is which here. Is, which is uh, fantastic. Some interesting Deshaun Watson news today. We'll talk about coming up at 5.30 when the General John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joins us. But uh, there's some interesting NFL news concerning the Dallas Cowboys yes. that I think falls in the category of what the hell are they doing? It sounds a lot like the Texas situation with Sarkeesian and Gary Patterson. A little bit. Now, well, maybe not head coach, but certainly offensive coordinator. It's the uh, Cowboys have hired Brian Schottenheimer to fill a unique new role on co- on the coaching staff. Although I don't think it's a new role because it's kind of what Ben McAdoo was doing last year, I think. You know, it's almost like these college coaches that get fired and then they go to Nick Saban's staff to become a consultant so, you know, they can still get paid by their old school while still working for somebody, but they're not really a coach. But the description of the job for Brian Schottenheimer is 
he's going to help both Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore and focus on league trends and game planning. <laughs> now, when I hear you're working with both coordinators, uh-huh. game planning, right? league trends, isn't that Mike McCarthy's job? It sounds like Mike McCarthy's right? job. But what does that mean exactly, league trends? I mean, explain that to me because I, I don't get it. I, I may be dumb as a rock, but I don't understand what that means, game trends. Well, I, I mean, when people are going for it, reading the analytics, I guess, I, I, I don't know. It, it just sounds like, you know, little Schottenheimer needed a job, and, you know, Mike McCarthy said, okay, I'll find you a job. You can come work for me because, you know, your dad gave me my first job, yeah, so I'm going to yeah. give you a job since you're unemployed. I, I, I don't know. But what I find interesting is towards the end of the year and at, at, at the end of the season, remember pissed off Jerry when he went on 105.3 The Fan? Yeah. And he talked about how they have basically a coach for every three players. It kind of indicated they might have too many coaches on staff. So yeah. now we're just we're just making up coaching positions. We're just, you know, um, but seriously, I, I don't know what this guy is supposed to do. You're working with both the offense and the defense and more eyes, fresh set of eyes. But he was with Jacksonville last year as their passing game coordinator. Now, I know Urban Meyer has taken a lot of bullets for the crap that was going on last year in Jacksonville, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence got better in his first year as an NFL player. He didn't get better. Uh, well, I don't know that he didn't get any better because you're just naturally going to do that when you play games like he did, and I think he got he got better. That experience is worth millions. But it sounds like to me that this sound, this reeks of – we brought him in for this. We're going to say he's this with Dan Quinn. But, Kellen Moore, he's really your eyes because you didn't get it done last year with, quote, unquote, the best offense in the NFL. You know, and, and there's a lot of truth to that. And, again, I, I do know that because Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore talked about it, that they would help each other. What are you seeing from the offensive side? What are you seeing from the defensive side? The You know, like – I'm seeing you in practice. Hey, Kelly, man, you, 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 you've got, you got some tendencies here. That it, And you figure, if I'm sitting in my recliner on a Sunday afternoon watching the Cowboys and I see a formation mm -hmm. and a personnel grouping and I know what's coming, then you kind of figure those coaches on the other team and those players on the other team – they know what's coming as well. They actually get paid to do that where we're, you know, just sitting there yes. watching as fans. Yes. yes. That is correct. So, um, I, you know, look, I, Kellen Moore was the wonder boy for half of the season last year, and then he just fell out of favor with Cowboy fans really quickly. Uh, Dak Prescott still would will say he's, uh, you know, their relationship is great and, and he's good, but um, – you know, I, I, I just don't know that Kellen Moore is the guy or if he's ready for a role like that as offensive coordinator. And, and, and I'm not saying that as, as Joe Reinigle. I, I would think that's what Jerry Jones is probably saying. Well, no, He needs I, help. We don't want to fire him. I like the kid, but he needs help. You know, I, and, again, I, I, they, they love Kellen Moore, the Jerry and Stephen do. They, they love me. He's the boy wonder. I mean, he's, he's the next best thing. And, you know, I think it was Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk that told us during the season that they look at Kellen Moore, a young Kellen Moore, in a lot of ways like they looked at a young Sean Payton. 
And Jerry has always regretted letting Sean Payton get away. He was on that staff. He was offered a job somewhere else. And Jerry couldn't figure out a way to keep him, let him go. And I don't think he wants to see that happen again to Kellen Moore, who is a much brighter coach than most of us give, give credit for because of what we have seen uh, at, at the later part of the year. You know, because there was a point last year where he was going to be the next head coach somewhere. And obviously, you know, a couple of uh, pathetic performances and that shine goes away in a hurry. But when you look at the game planning, when you look at they got rid of a Scott Lenahan, who Kellen Moore came up with and learned a lot from, and then you'd hear the different stories about how Kellen would have all these ideas in meetings and Scott Lenahan wouldn't implement them because they weren't his. So they got rid of a Scott Lenahan. But to have another set of eyes, yeah, I, 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 I see what they could be doing here with Schottenheimer. I just don't understand it. Well, let's give uh, let's give uh, Lenahan a little credit. Because obviously, Kellen Moore's ideas weren't worth a damn. Uh, but let's face it, they got beat in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, so maybe his ideas weren't that good, and maybe Linehan knew something that this guy's not as bright as he is, as everybody thinks he is, and maybe wants to do too much. You know, I don't know. At some point in time, it's football. Let's go out. Let's play football. You don't have to have a trick play every time. You don't have to have an end around every time. Just punch the ball you know, up well, the gut, and let's just play football. Well, I mean, that, I think these coaches sometimes just try to get too fancy for their own good instead of just banging. Well, let's go. Let's go with you and I, I think, share a very similar complaint with the Dallas Cowboys offense, which is the king of take what the defense is giving you. Mm-hmm. Why not force the issue? You've got all this talent. You know, we talk about C.D. Lamb's numbers dropping off or Amari Cooper's numbers dropping off last year and the tight end, you know, getting so many uh, targets and catches and Cedric Wilson, and, and it paid off for Cedric Wilson. He got a nice deal from Miami. Why? Because the defenses were like, yeah, I'm going to take C.D. away. I'm going to take Amari away. Uh, we'll see if you can beat us with Cedric Wilson, right? And and that's what the Cowboys' offense was. Take what the defense is giving you. Where you look at an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, they can have nine guys on you. I'm going to throw you the ball, and you're going to make the catch. And he did. And if you've got players like that, same thing Troy Aikman did with Michael Irvin. Yeah. He did the exact same thing with Irvin. But, uh, and, and that's what happens, I think, with teams like that. A quarterback, that's what happened with Deshaun Watson. When DeAndre Hopkins got traded away, is why he was so upset with that move because he knew he could throw the ball just somewhere in the vicinity of Hopkins, and and nine times out of ten, DeAndre was going to come down with it. Absolutely, you've got to have guys like that. And, and again, the confidence in your quarterback that he's going to be able to make those throws. But when your offense says this is what you're going to do, and that is what Kellen wants done, you know, and then you know all the analytics stuff, and I, I I go back and forth on analytics. But if you're an analytics coach, and that's the route you're going, you've got to be 100% into your analytics. I don't think you can can half-ass it. You can't analytics sometimes, or analytics. I mean, at some point, you're you're either going with your gut or you're going with what the numbers tell you. And the numbers tell you this, but you've got to call the right play, and then they've got to execute it based on that play. I totally agree with what you're saying, and I understand it to some extent. But I think in the National Football League, you've got to be a little more flexible than that. 
Uh, Mike McCarthy is a great example. It seemed like his first year, fans were getting on his behind for not going forward on fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He, how many times did he do it last year? Oh. Seemed like a ton. Yep. A lot of times they were successful. But I, I appreciate that. Now, I'm sure he's not listening to the fans, or maybe he is. I don't know. It better not be. But I think you've got to be flexible. And if you're going into a football game with a game plan and you're not deviating from that game plan, depending on the circumstances of that football game, in my mind, you are not a very good football coach. You know, once you make it to the NFL level, you're a good football coach. You don't make it there especially to the level of coordinator or or head coach. Now there are some guys maybe they're not ready to be a head coach. They, you know, they're good coordinators, not not good head coaches. I think Wade Phillips certainly falls in that category. He's an excellent coordinator. Head guy? Yeah, not not so much because the head coach in a lot of times, you're kind of the CEO. Same thing with colleges, right? I mean, you look at all the different head coaches of major colleges, you've got to go meet with donors, you've got to go meet with recruits, and then you've got to take care of football stuff. But, you know, you think about what we were talking about yesterday when Jeff Trailer was on. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of questions, and what did Jeff Trailer talk about? I've got a great staff that did this, did this, did this, because there's no way he's going to do it all. If he tried to micromanage it all, it would suck. And you're totally right, and those guys look at it, especially on the NFL level, Jason. I mean, a head football coach is really more of a manager than than anything else. Obviously, they're going to have some input, but, I mean, you've got a defensive coordinator for a reason. You've got an offensive coordinator for a reason. All I know is Mike McCarthy, who is an offensive guy, mm-hmm. he came up as an offensive coordinator. If I'm Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys start out the season, I don't know, say 2-2, two and two, Three and two, maybe three and three, and it's because the, and the offense is sputtering. I'm going to take over play calling of the offense because my butt is on the line as a head football coach, and that. But that's what I think a head coach needs to do. I know you got to trust your coordinators, but Kellen Moore did not get it done, and he was too predictable in the second half of the season. Defenses knew exactly what the Cowboys were going to do, with the exception of Washington and Philadelphia. Yet statistically, that was the number one offense in the NFL, <laughs> right? They they were a playoff team. They did win the NFC East. I mean, look. I, 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 uh, UTSA you, you, could win the NFC East. Come on. Well. Facts are facts, right? <laughs> facts are facts are facts, right? The 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 offense, the numbers that they were putting up are what they are. If I'm Mike McCarthy, though, and, and what I find interesting, when he got hired, we had Jermichael Finley on the show, and he did not think Mike McCarthy would want to call plays. You go back to Jason Garrett was a play caller, and Jerry Jones wanted him to be more of a walk-around head coach. Right. Turned the play calling over to Scott Lenahan, and then ultimately it went to Kellen Moore. But my job is on the line. So if I'm the play caller, if I feel like I'm a better play caller, then and my job is on the line, like Mike McCarthy's will be this year with Sean Payton just waiting. Yep. Do you not take over the play calling? Do you, Absolutely. Or, or do you go to Jerry and tell him, uh, get some sort of gentleman's agreement? Like, dude, you're going to punish me if we're not successful as the head football coach. But I think I can do a better job at calling plays, yet you won't let me do that as the owner of the team. Well, if you're Mike McCarthy, you are supposed to be 
the boss of that football team. Now, we know things work a little differently in Dallas, but I, I don't go to Jerry Jones. I go to Kellen Moore and say, dude, you're not getting it done. Guess what? Next game, I'm calling plays. Whether you like it or not, you can sit over there and send them in, but you're going to be in my headset, and I'm going to tell you what plays to call. And that's just the way it is. And and then if Jerry Jones doesn't like that, he can fire Mike McCarthy if that's what he wants to do. He can promote then Kellen Moore to head coach. There you go. And, and that will solve all the Cowboys' problems. Yes. I'm not a fan of Kellen Moore, honestly. Maybe he will become a good coach, but he certainly was not the wonder boy that everybody thought he was going into the season. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up because I would not have guessed you're not a fan <laughs> of Kellen Moore. I mean, Lil' Kellen Moore. Um, little, exactly, little <laughs> Kellen, what is he, 10? Come on. I mean, I know the guy's probably brilliant. He's probably smart. He's got all these ideas uh-huh. floating around. But sometimes those ideas don't translate to a football field. You've got to be able to execute them. Yes. And calling the right plays in the right moment. And you talk to any play caller, um, and, and obviously you and I, spend a lot of time talking with high school coaches that yes. call plays yes which you know is different of course, I, I get that of course but finding the rhythm looking anticipating what the defense is going to do is such a big part of the play calling formula you're thinking two plays ahead while calling whatever you're currently doing there is such a skill to it which is why a lot of owners don't want their head coach doing it because they should be worried about certain other things but all the talk about the potential that you know if mike mccarthy sucks this year and the cowboys don't win a super bowl that sean payton is going to be the next head coach does Jerry change his philosophy on having his head coach call plays? Because you know damn well that Sean Payton isn't going to be the head coach and let little Kellen Moore call the plays. I Sean Payton will call the plays. Yeah, you're exactly right. He wouldn't stand for it. I just believe you've got, you can't go into a football game saying this is what we're going to do and stick with that the entire football game. You've got to be able to adjust on the fly, and I just don't believe Kellen Moore was willing to do that. He thought his ideas, he thought his game plan was the game plan that that was going to get them to the promised land, the one that they were going to follow religiously, and it just doesn't work that way. You've got to be able to adjust. This is why I don't like analytics, to be honest with you. You want to use it as a tool? Fine. But it can't always be. At some point in time, you're a football coach. You got to use your gut. It, I mean, it, it, you got to use your gut. There's something to say about that. It's like this is what I think will work. Screw the analytics. This is the play we're running. You know, it, it's interesting because I know a lot of coaches, again, high school types that listen to this show. And I think back when Eric Morris was the head coach <laughs> at UIW, he five years ago would have said the same thing. Now. The analytics are what they are because there's there's two things. If you're going with the analytics and the numbers are this, and you say, well, my gut said that, mm-hmm. and you're wrong or it doesn't work, you do that enough and you're no longer the coach. Well, what right? happens if the analytics don't work? Hey. Kellen Moore. Well, I mean, but it comes down to execution. That you know, the analytics will say when you when you when you dive into it, they're not calling the plays for you. On third and three from the left hash in the third quarter, from you know, say you're on your your forty yard line, these the analytics will tell you is this a run play or a pass play based on what you've traditionally done and what the defense you're playing has traditionally done. But you still have to call the right play. But it will tell you if it should be a run play or a pass play. 
based on historic defense. And they, and they all spots on the field, time of game, because every week those teams that use the analytics, the analytics company will provide you a, a, a game plan or a, a, a report based on what you're, the defense you're playing, what they typically do, what's the data say, because they all have their tells, and then what you typically do, which is why sometimes you'll see teams run on a third and six, and you go, what the hell were they doing that for? Because the analytics said that defense is going to be in whatever defense that should allow you to pick up that first down. Well, it, it's, it's fascinating. If you're running the ball on third and six, then you ought to throw that analytics report in the trash. Yeah, but when you pick up a first down. Don't you think the defense has analytics too then? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's called so, self-scouting. So you got analytics against analytics. Why don't you have gut against gut and let's see who wins? Play call against play call. Oh, my gosh. You Get ready? off my lawn. Let's play football, okay? Yeah, Joe Reinagle. Let's play football. The Junction Boys. Here we go. My goodness, let's just play football. Then to get you one of those analytics reports. It'll blow you away, and it will change your mind. It, I, it won't change my mind. It, it did me. It's fascinating. We're just going to Because there's football. still a lot of coaching that's going on in there, but you just have more information. So instead of staying up, remember, remember at Alice High School, your coach would be up there till 1 a.m. looking at film, cutting tape with a razor blade, putting everything together. I don't know what he was doing at 1 o'clock. I I wasn't watching him. No, but, you know, I mean, you hear about all these old coaches that will stay up there looking at all. They're doing the same thing that the numbers now will tell you. It it, it is pretty fascinating. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue, Legacy Park for Yingling Lager Hoop City. They got the TV screen set up out here in the park. It is fantastic. The barbecue. The beer, the Yingling products are $4. Come hang out with us. Watch the games down here at Pinkerton's Barbecue, Yingling Lager Hoop City at Legacy Park. It is gorgeous out here. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend as well. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Lennox. We are live at Pinkerton's Barbecue in downtown at Legacy Park. It is Yingling Lager Hoop City. Come down here, have some great barbecue, obviously some great beer, and watch the basketball games. And as we visit with our good friend John McLean of the Houston Chronicle, John this park is loaded with Houston Cougar fans, man. It's like you're talking on uh, on Sports Radio 610 down in Houston with the audience we have at least in front of us here uh, today at Legacy Park. Hey, guys. I wish I were there with them. I love coming to San Antonio, one of my favorite cities. They ate a lot of great food, drank a lot of great beer for years in training camp with the Oilers. And I think with my Baylor Bears out of both tournaments, I'm a big Cougars fan. Go Cougars. See, that's a man that knows how to play to the audience. Absolutely. And i tell you what, that may be the game of the night, honestly. I think that's going to be one heck of a game. John, I'm really looking forward to that ball game. Joe, I watched U of H and I watched Arizona in the last two games. And, of course, Arizona was fortunate to beat TCU in overtime. I think the Cougars are going to win this game. Kelvin Sampson, there's no coach in NCAA who's done a better job than Samson losing two of his best players in December, not skipping a beat. He went to the Final Four last year, three consecutive Sweet 16s. Now he's got a chance to go to another Final Four, and this time 
he doesn't have those fighting Baylor Bears to have to play. That is so true. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on The Blitz. John, uh, since we've last talked, a lot of things have happened uh, concerning uh, the former quarterback of the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, even today there was some news today, but another grand jury uh, not going to go with criminal charges against him. Take us into the Texan side of the trade to Cleveland because when I see people that say Nick Casario didn't get enough, I feel like how how greedy are these people because his, he was handcuffed. I mean, I thought he got as much as he possibly could for Deshaun Watson. I agree 100%, Jason. Anybody saying he could have got more is an incomplete and an umskull who doesn't understand what a no-trade clause is. That means you can't trade a player where you want to trade him. I use an example. If Carolina had offered five number one picks and five starters, and Casario said, okay, Deshaun, we want to trade you to Carolina, he'd say, no, I'm only going to Cleveland. Carolina hadn't offered the $230 million guaranteed, and the only alternative would have been to call his bluff and say, if you don't go to Carolina, you're going to set out another season. We'll pay you $35 million from your base salary. And the problem with that is, If he's out two seasons, his value is going to diminish. Plus, they needed to get some returns this year to use in phase two of the rebuild. They got six draft choices, three ones, uh, a four, a three, and and another four, and uh, a six that they were, a fifth that they were giving with Watson became a six. So I think under the circumstances, guys, Casario did a tremendous job. John, let me ask you this, and how that whole thing kind of took place with Deshaun, because, yeah, we hear earlier in the week, last week, Cleveland was out of the running. They were gone, and Deshaun was going to look elsewhere, and then all of a sudden, Cleveland's back in the picture. Was it just as simple as, hey, we're going to give you $230 million guaranteed? Joe, my God, it's always about the money. His side's trying to spin it, and the Browns are trying to spin it. That he woke up on Friday with an epiphany. I want to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm going to Cleveland. Of course it was about the money. There's another story that he was trying to get Jarvis Landry and Leonard Burnett to come to Atlanta Thursday night. And one of the things that was reported in Cleveland, and I believe this, once they were ruled out, Baker Mayfield said, I want out. I want to be traded. Mayfield's a pain in the butt anyway. And the Browns are like, oh, God, we're going to have to go through this with Baker. What can we do to get back into Watson sweepstakes? Well, he wanted a new contract. He was looking for four years guaranteed. Carolina backed out, wouldn't guarantee the last two years. Let's guarantee all of it. And let's do this, get this over with, and then we can trade Baker somewhere. And so they called him back and uh, guaranteed him $230 million, which made every owner and general manager choke on their coffee <laughs> right when they heard about it because it sets another standard, just yep. like Tyreek Hill. He wasn't going to try to get money like Devontae Adams till Adams got it. And uh, so the next quarterback who's up, who's a good one, is going gonna to require a lot more money. And the one that is going to benefit the most, not Baker Mayfield, is going to be Lamar Jackson. Jackson's problem is he and his mom negotiate his contracts. 
Don't you know if he opened it up to agents what he could get, I'm guessing he's going to come to his senses and call David Mulligetta in Austin and say, uh, Mr. Mulligetta, I saw you get Jalen Ramsey, his deal in the Super Bowl ring to get out of Jacksonville, and you got Deshaun out. Both of them got great contracts. Will you represent me in my negotiations? And that's going to be 3%. Well, uh, well spent if you're Lamar Jackson because, you know, David Mulligetta, the way he, he taught a master's class in contract negotiation, not only getting that money fully guaranteed, but the base salary is only $1 million this year. So if, when Deshaun is suspended, financially it's not going to be a major hit to Deshaun's wallet. And, and Roger Goodell knew that was coming. That's happened with some other players. But... Who says Goodell has to suspend him this year? Why couldn't he suspend him in 2023? There's no rule against it. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a punch in his financial gut? If he decided awesome. to do it 2023, people would love it. But that's not going to happen. And the Texans, of course, are pulling for a long suspension because his backup, Jacoby Bizet, is not likely to win as many games. So the more games the Browns lose next season, the higher that draft pick is going to be. Boy, that's interesting. And and back to Roger Goodell. And we were talking about this earlier, John. Um, what what is the sweet spot for Goodell to either say you're going to be suspended six games or no suspension or whatever the case may be? Is there a sweet spot? Is that before training camp, sometime this summer, or or is there such a thing? It's interesting because, say, the grand jury in Brazoria County who heard testimony from one of the 22 accusers and yesterday, and then they said no charges be filed. Say they had filed charges. Then Goodell would say, okay, I'm putting you on my exempt list. That means you get paid, but you can't be at the facility until it's cleared up. Well, that man, he couldn't have worked out in the off-season program. Fortunately for Watson... Uh, they didn't file charges, so he can show up at the off-season program, or there could be more file criminal charges. And uh, I would think Goodell would want it done before training camp. Uh, and he could, he, you can play in exhibition games, preseason games, but you you have to disappear the week regular season starts, and you're not allowed back at the facility till your suspension is over. And I would expect him to appeal it, as Ben Roethlisberger did, as Zeke Elliott did. If you think about this, what's worse, Zeke Elliott pulling a girl's top down, and initially, wasn't it initially six games reduced to four? And then you think about 22 women who have sued Watson for sexual assault and misconduct in civil court. Two other women accused him of that, but have not joined the civil suits. That's 24, and I would think that they would hit him for at least half the season, and then he would appeal. And it's hard for the union to come out and say, oh, no, no, he shouldn't be suspended that bad because it would make the union leaders look terrible considering why he was suspended. Very true. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz as he does every Thursday. What other Deshaun Watson kind of side note story? 
Goon really didn't pay rent on his cheesesteak place. <laughs> I mean, it's National Cheesesteak Day, and people can't go over to Lefty's and get a cheesesteak because he didn't pay rent? Yeah, I don't know if he ever had any money tied up. I think it was his name, publicity. And it is so funny. They made such a big deal about that. It's on Kirby Drive right down from the stadium. Great location. And now it's it's not boarded up, but it's out of business. And they're all over the country. And I think, man, what great fanfare when it opened. But now nobody's dining at Lefty's. <laughs> nah, I don't know. It wasn't very good either. Well, not at all. I tell you what, John. I, I haven't uh, had the pleasure of meeting you in person yet, but I can't wait to get <laughs> you to San Antonio and uh, we can have a cold beer together and swap stories. I'd look forward to that. I love San Antonio. All the Chronicle writers are there. I told them some of my favorite places, and I wish they were, I was there with all the University Absolutely. of Houston fans. And and I'll say this: Go Cougs. Yeah, and John, before we let you go, though, I do want to ask on draft prospects, and we'll get into this a lot over the next several weeks leading up to the draft, but Nick Casario and several other members of the Houston Texans staff were in San Antonio yesterday at the UTSA Pro Day. They've got a tall corner, Drake Woolen, that the Texans apparently like, but I saw that Lovey Smith was at the Cincinnati Pro Day today also looking at a tall corner. Do we get a pretty good idea that uh, a corner is going off the board and to Houston very early in the draft? Well, I, I, it's not going to be with a third overall pick. It might be with 13. You know, Wilhelm's going to be there in the second round when they pick, but uh, uh, Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati will not be there with a the 13th pick, and Wilhelm put on such a great show at the Combine. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody legitimate 6'4 run into four twos. Usually the fastest guys don't pan out, but, man, they love everything that kid has shown, and I think that he'll go high in the second round. Nice. That's yeah, good to hear. That is good to hear. And, as, you know, and if he gets to Houston, John, just uh, put it in your notes now. you got to find that guy a good chicken sandwich place because <laughs> everything that he eats has something to do with chicken. And when he was training in Florida, he fell in love with, of all things, a Rally's chicken sandwich. And uh, he's got to do better than that. Well, we got quite a few chicken sandwich places here. Hot chicken, <laughs> grilled chicken, fried chicken, however he wants it. Yeah, and he'll he'll get it all those different ways. John McLean from the Houston Chronicle. Follow him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John, always appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Jason and Joe, thank you guys very much. Good luck to the University of Houston and all their fans in the great city of San Antonio. Absolutely. Appreciate it. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz. You can join us uh, at Pinkerton's Barbecue, downtown Legacy Park. We're down here till 7 o'clock doing the show. And, you know, the games are going to be on, the NCAA tournament games tonight at Yingling Lager Hoop City. There's not a better setup. And, again, this place full of Houston Cougar fans. And they got a couple hours to go because Houston doesn't play till 9 o'clock tonight. That's right. The, the pregame show has already started, though. We see that. And we've got a, a, a good one to come out with Michigan and Villanova at the AT&T Center first up tonight. So uh, a lot of good basketball. And, I, and, you know, again, and we've said this over and over again, and I know we're from San Antonio. We live here. But there is not a better city on the planet to host events like this. It is just truly one of the best. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Lennox. Live at Pinkerton's Barbecue downtown, Legacy Park. It is Yingling Lager Hoop City. If you're not going to the AT&T Center to watch the games tonight, come downtown. They got validated parking. They'll get you taken care of. And we're going to be here all day tomorrow as well, uh, starting with halftime with Michael Menez, noon to 2. And then, of course, the Blitz, 4 to 7. And we might have to show up early tomorrow, Joe, just have lunch here. I think we should. And have dinner I, I, here. I think that's a plan. Plus, there'll be more basketball on the big screen tomorrow night. We'll be able to enjoy the $4 Yingling product. Yes, we will. We'll be able to do that. You know, Taco Joe's going to box us up some barbecue for our midnight snacks later. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then breakfast and then, yeah. and then tomorrow. I mean, he just said to us that, that we're a lot easier than he thought. Like, like we're high maintenance. Do we, you, I mean, we, do we give the impression that, I mean, no, Greg Shelton is high maintenance. But I, I, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or, like, what did you think? I've been accused of being high maintenance. Well, that's before. understandable. You're a TV boy. <laughs> I mean, you, you wore makeup for 25 but, years. But that this, puts you in a high maintenance category. That's true. And not wearing makeup anymore, but the hairspray is still there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's still, that, that probably will never go away. But uh, unless, you know, Maggie decides to let me go with the you're not getting a mullet. Mullet and goatee. You're not getting a mullet. And you can't grow a goatee. <laughs> I can grow you a can goatee. Try. No, I can't. You can try. I can grow a goatee. You can try. Now, I can't do the full beard like uh, Shelton over here, but. Goatee? Well, well, see, and he doesn't really care about the beard. He's just too lazy to shave. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> and he's too hes too uh, worried he'd screw it up while trimming it. That's why he never trims the thing either. I agree with that. He does never trim it. It's its uh, its out of control. But see, yeah, I promise that, you, yes. anytime you see Rob Thompson with a clean-shaven face, yeah. you know that a trimming accident has occurred. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead accident. and get rid of that tray. There, there was a bird that was just enjoying the uh, baller mac and cheese. Well, I don't blame birds. If I was a bird, I would live right here. Are you kidding? I mean, just what people drop on the ground, for goodness sake. You'd be the most well-fed bird on the planet. Well, look, here, there are some fat birds flying yes, around Yes, there are. It is a Thursday. So every Thursday about this time, you know what that means. The Blitz wants you to know what's on tap. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. It is time for What's on Tab. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. Online at samsburgerjoint.com where you can see their entire lineup. If you've got an event, you're in a band, you got something happening this weekend, you want to let people know about it, tweet at us right now at JoeRyanAngle210. Tweet at me at Jason Minix. At Sam's Burger Joint tonight, they got the Josh Weathers Band. Jesse Daniels out there on Friday. Sonny Sweeney on Saturday. I don't know what's going on Monday. On Tuesday, something called Drew Fish. <laughs> Hayden Baker, Trent Cowley. So they got a whole bunch of dudes that got to work to play instruments are, are going to go down there on Tuesday night. And then who's that on Wednesday? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, tonight the big uh, thing that is happening is the AT&T Center, Sweet 16. But if you're not going there, you need to be here. Yingling Lager Hoop City, Pinkerton's Barbecue. That's where we're at. It's where you need to be. Majestic Theater tonight, uh, tonight Melting Pot. It's the eighth annual LOL Comedy Club is happening. Giannis Papas through Saturday. Green Hall at Silver Cloud and that American Ninja Warriors at the Alamo Dome. On Friday, Giannis Pappas is at the LOL Comedy Club there through Saturday at Green Hall, Ray Wiley Hubbard. Nice. 
has a brand new album. It is a sold out show. But if you can go see Ray Wiley Hubbard, go. Yes. That guy is such a great storyteller. He is fantastic. And he's the only guy in the world that can drive by on I-35, see the snake farm, and go, you know what? That's going to be a good song. <laughs> That's exactly right. I agree with you there. Wynn Williams is out at Flores Country Store. And Jim Jeffries, the Moist Tour, is at the Tobin Center. I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> the Moist Tour. Something about that word moist. I don't know. <laughs> that bothers you? Yeah. Saturday, Green Hall. <laughs> Giovanni and the Hired Guns. The Majestic has the Rainbow Dance Company. It's the regional dance competition. Forest Country Store, the Randy Rogers Band. Awesome. That's always a big draw out there, and rightly so. They are fantastic. And the Elite Eight at the AT&T Center on Saturday night. Absolutely. I think it's going to be uh, Houston against everybody. Well, that's what that lady shirt said. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it's going to be Wildcats against the Wildcats. Who are we kidding? Green Hall has Lyle Lovett on Sunday afternoon. Josh Cabaza is at the LOL Comedy Club in the Tobin Center. National Geographic when women ruled the world. Wow. You mean they don't now? They do. They do. Absolutely, they do. They control everything. Monday at Green Hall, good show. Brett Graham. Aztec Theater has ministry. Not sure exactly what that is, but sounds good. Tobin Center has Todrick Hall, the Femuline Tour. Right. I guess is that the sequel to When Women Ruled the World? I, I'm not even touching that. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, Lyle Lovett is back out at Green Hall, and that, too, is sold out. So I guess that kind of means if you see Lyle Lovett rolling around town on Monday... Uh, you really are going to see Lyle Lovett rolling around on a Monday. You think that dude floats the river still? You know, a lot of these bands will come in and play Green Hall in the in the summer months, and they'll go uh, float the Guadalupe or the Kamau. Why wouldn't you? I just, I'm just curious. Yeah. I, mean, this is, I think he does. I mean, he's got to be getting up there, but he's not got to be. He is. He is. <laughs> but still, you know, you never change. Uh, uh, true. I would float the river in my 80s. The LOL Comedy Club on Wednesday, Anthony A's Comedy Fiesta. Anthony's good friend, known him a long time. You hear him on local radio. Uh, he's going to be in town, apparently, on Wednesday out at the LOL Comedy Club. And I guess the Alamo Dome on Wednesday is to be announced. Yeah, probably. So we'll just, it's, it's just we'll just figure it out. Typical, <laughs> typical James Pledger. He puts something there, and then you're not sure if something's supposed to be there, something's not supposed to be there. Uh, it's there. He's got a format. He goes with it. We've got a format. We go with it as well. And our format today has us downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue. And you talk about what's on tap. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. Sam'sBurgerJoint.com. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, R&R in the morning. They'll be in studio, Rob Thompson and Rudy J. Michael Jimenez, who safely somehow got out of a race car today with a lot of Crisco and baby oil. Uh, he will be here tomorrow from noon to 2, broadcasting halftime live. The Blitz 4 to 7. But I'm willing to bet some money that Rob and Rudy, because there's free barbecue and beer involved, are going to show up here. It's not free for everybody, but, you know. You know how they'll be. Oh, I guarantee uh, they'll, they'll, they'll try be to here. eat off our, our plates. They'll be uh, here. Yeah, they'll, there's no they'll question. Be here. Absolutely. So come see us here tomorrow at Yingling Lager Hoop City. It will be a party on a Friday night, no question about it. But it's a party on a Thursday night out here as well. So come on out with us and four dollar Yingling. Yep. You can't beat that. You can't. And that's pretty good. So come on out here and enjoy Yingling Lager. There's what four different styles of Yingling. 
Yep, and, and they're all $4. Come get a can. All right. Uh, they are fantastic. You can also register to win some of these great Yingling coolers. If you haven't seen them, check our social media sites. You're going to see these. You're going to want these. So come down here, get registered. We're also giving away gift cards to uh, Pinkerton's Barbecue. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix on Twitter, at Jason Minix. Joe is at Joe Reinagel 210, although... The number of people that have texted about how high maintenance you are, maybe you <laughs> you need to change your Twitter handle to high maintenance, Joe. Well, only one guy did that, and he you know he thinks he's a he's a funny guy, Marcus Floyd. He's funny. He was, and he's, uh, he knows you better than most. Work with yeah, I worked with Marcus for eighteen years, so uh, he knows I'm a little high maintenance. But you know, Marcus can be a little high maintenance himself. This is true. Yeah, yeah, no question there, about there's that. There's no so, doubt about that. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes one to know one, my friend. Yeah, but come see us. We are at Pinkerton's Barbecue. Now, we're here for another hour. You know, we're going until 7 o'clock tonight, and our good friend Renee keeps giving away these Yingling Grizzly coolers that we were hoping people wouldn't be there, so we'd have to take them home. Yeah, I was hoping maybe he'll find another one just for us. I don't know. I yeah. Mean, He's ignoring us. Yeah, now. He's you notice that? Definitely ignoring us. But here at <laughs> Yingling Locker Hoop City, we are giving away these Grizzly Yingling coolers every hour. We've got Pinkerton's Barbecue uh, gift cards that we're giving away. But the other thing, uh, tomorrow, during halftime and during the Blitz, tomorrow, we're going to be back here at Pinkerton's doing the same thing. That's outstanding. So you have uh, what? Probably more than three chances. That would be five. It's one every hour. One every so, hour. So, so during both shows. Halftime is noon to two, so that's two hours. So I figure if I and come the out. And the Blitz is three hours. If it's I four come to out seven. and watch you minutes on halftime and register, I mean, I'm not doing a show at that time. Maybe I'll win. If you're there having lunch? Is, yeah. that, is that what you're trying to. I'm just coming disguised and just kind of. Come in disguise. Yeah, I'll have the, the mustache <laughs> glasses on and <laughs> have some barbecue and register. <laughs> Whatever it takes for a free cooler. I'm telling you, exactly. These are nice coolers. I mean, this is sitting your average run-of-the-mill cooler. These are nice coolers. Yeah, they are. They are. People should come down here and win them. Uh, take uh, take high-maintenance Joe's cooler, <laughs> and you can do that. Enjoy $4 Yingling Lager, Light Lager 99, Golden Pilsner, and Yingling Flight. Again, 4 bucks. The games are about to get underway, and you think about... The idea of outside during the day watching a game. And I, when they first told me a year ago when Grant Pinkerton was like, hey, we're going to have the uh, games on outside in the park, I was like, dude, it's daylight. I said, we've got this incredible TV that's built for outdoor viewing during the day. And I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe how clear the video wall is. And, you know, I know UTSA had a couple of watch parties here last year. I know Rudy J and I were here for the Memphis Watch party, yep. Yep. which early on at least the barbecue was great because the football wasn't when they were down twenty-one to nothing. <laughs> but things turned around. But it is just a such a cool environment in downtown San Antonio that we have this park space. And you've got the weather on top of that. I mean, it is just absolutely incredible weather out here. It's perfect. The band just fired up, so they got a band playing also. I mean, everything you would want. You got basketball in the tube, a band playing over here, cold beer. 
and great hot barbecue. I mean, it just does not get any better than that. So come on down with us. We are uh, having a great time. What a great day to be at work. It certainly is. Some work days are better than others, and this is on the good side. And you know those games are about to get underway. Arkansas and Gonzaga will tip in about three minutes. Then uh, the first game in San Antonio at 629, Villanova against Michigan. Then the late games, Duke and Texas Tech, and then Arizona against the Houston Cougars. And as we get ready for the basketball, and we're at a great barbecue spot, you know what we do every Thursday about this time. Yeah. Grill with the Blitz. Brought to you by Tri County Meat Market. It is time to give away a $50 gift card to Tri County Meat Market. It is Grilling with the Blitz. Again, we do it every Thursday. If you want to win a $50 gift card as you're grilling something, all you have to do is upload a photo at sasportstar.com. Uh, a meat photo, a photo of the meat on your grill, and you're going to get it done. And uh, we just went to the website because we were overly prepared for this segment. Yes, but those look good. <sighs> yeah, couple of a uh, couple of Tommies are going to win today. James has two on his grill, and he calls it his 13-year anniversary birthday steaks. Those looked fantastic. I know they enjoyed that. Yeah, absolutely, they did. And, and again, if you're combining your anniversary and your birthday, you get steaks like that. You have to. See, I think you should get, you know, it's not one steak for your birthday, one for your anniversary. I think you should separate the two celebrations. But with steaks like that, uh, congratulations, James. You get yourself a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market, grilling with the Blitz. Congratulations to James, and happy birthday and happy anniversary to you. 13 years. Well, you know what? You you get a couple of steaks like that. I bet he had some folks over. Um, You would think, because with steak like that, my wife and I are sharing it. Exactly. Yeah, but I know there are some people that would see a steak like that and say, I ain't sharing anything. Do they get a T-shirt afterwards? Uh, No, it's not one of those things. I mean, that's. I mean, I mean, those good steak. I I mean, I'm I'm looking at these steaks, just eyeballing what I see on there. That's two and a half pounds on each. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's five pounds of beef. That's a lot of beef. I mean, or a snack for Greg Shelton. (laughs) The way he went through the ribs earlier, I'll tell you, I agree. I know they brought out here a Pinkerton's barbecue. Didn't cut that music, Edwin. Uh, James, you're the winner. Uh, You'll hear from us tomorrow because I ain't doing anything today. They bring out some brisket, some potato salad, and Grant's potato salad is fantastic. I'm not the biggest potato salad guy. Their mac and cheese is phenomenal here. Now, the pro tip is get the baller mac and cheese because they'll slice up a piece of brisket right in front of you and then chop it up, and they put that brisket in the mac and cheese, which which is fantastic, right? And they brought some brisket and some sausage. Yeah. And I think it was about a half rack of ribs. It was, a, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> I had one. I had one. And They're gone. Greg had the rest. Yeah. And the brisket. Well, he doesn't eat much. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not going to have to eat the rest of the day, that's for sure. Uh, I have a feeling he will. I don't know. No, that's that's good stuff. And I tell you what, it's easy to... It's easy to overeat here for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's delicious. Number two, you get what you pay for here. They load you up. And if, if you walk away from this place hungry, it's your own fault. Well, you know, it's always sad when you see a, 
barbecue place and you'll get the tray and the butcher paper down so it looks authentic and then you see two pathetic thinly sliced pieces of brisket and a piece of white bread and somebody calls that good barbecue and you just want to slap them you do that's not what you get here no that is not what you get here that is for sure you come here and you go hell yeah this is what it's about this is this is what it's about and another pro tip and i learned this in memphis tennessee now greg shelton doesn't eat macaroni and cheese which surprises me because that's a dude that eats the tails off a of fried shrimp. <laughs> but he won't eat macaroni and cheese. But if you're a mac and cheese type <laughs> and you get the brisket sandwich, yeah, you take a bite out of your sandwich, right? Then you take, a, uh, take your fork and put some macaroni and cheese in that little area where your bite was. You know, a little dollop of mac and cheese in there. Then your next bite is so much better and you just do that throughout your sandwich see well that's good but that's too much work it ain't too much work it's too much work so you take the bun off before you start and you dump a bunch of mac and cheese on there and smash it down see it's not it, it, like it, it's it's not the same and then your mac and cheese no. just falls out well, the bottom that, that's okay that no, I, it, I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you I, I learned that from a dude it was at cooper's barbecue in memphis i believe um and uh, I'm going to go there, but he's like, here's how you do it. Well, I, it's hard to argue. Because I was doing what you were doing. He told me I was wrong. Tried it his way. He was right. Well, I tell I've you, changed if, my ways. If you are uh, talking about anybody from Memphis, Tennessee, and barbecue, then I can't really argue with you because the barbecue is pretty dang good in Memphis. It Not is, bad. but it's, it's a different kind of barbecue. It is. It is different. It, it's, a, it's, it's more See, of the dry. Well, I like the ribs there. I'm, yeah. I'm a big, I'll, I'll eat a lot of ribs when we go to Memphis. And then Gus's fried chicken is always a... A, a must stop when you're in Memphis, but I like Memphis. I always like Memphis. I like it better than New Orleans, to be honest with you. It's just more my kind of place than a New Orleans, Louisiana. Well, you like every place not named New Orleans. Well, that's that's you'd a good rather point. go to Catula than New Orleans. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> I mean, point. I, I know for whatever reason, Joe Ryan Engel hates New Orleans. I don't like New Orleans. There might be a couple reasons for that, but. Um, I, I just don't. There's something about that city that just kind of creeps me out, and I don't like it. And everybody th- says I'm nuts, and the food is great. and Yeah, the food's good, but it's just it's not worth going there to a town that just kind of creeps me out. It really does, and so I, I just prefer not to go to New Orleans ever again unless I absolutely have to, and it better be a damn good reason. Well, we'll be there soon for a Super Bowl, I'm sure. <laughs> and we will have a great time while we are there. The uh, first game of the evening is underway. Arkansas against Gonzaga. So I guess we should probably talk a little tournament here and make some predictions uh, before the end of the night on what we think is going to happen because I've already forgot what I put in my second uh, chance bracket because my first bracket sucks so bad. So who are you going with today? Arkansas against Gonzaga. You know what? I... I said Gonzaga yesterday. Okay. I'm going to change my mind. Okay, here we go. I'm going with Arkansas. I like Arkansas. They've been playing well. Gonzaga's a great team, but I think Arkansas can hang with them. And uh, I think Arkansas wins this game. All right. Well, I think you're wrong. I think Gonzaga, okay. while they're down 4-1, to one, um, I think Gonzaga... Well, they just missed a big three. Now, you I mean, see, I can't see the scoreboard, so I, I didn't even know that. I, I, I think uh, uh, Gonzaga will end up winning this game. I just don't know if Arkansas is physical enough 
to take Gonzaga out of what they want to do. Uh, the early game in San Antonio, Michigan against Villanova. Here at Legacy Park downtown, I, I've seen a couple of Michigan shirts. Haven't seen one Villanova shirt. That doesn't mean they haven't been in here. It's a big place, but uh, this this place is overrun by Houston Cougar fans, and we've seen a couple of Arizona types. But Michigan against Villanova. Well, I like Villanova. I mean, that's, that's the team I'm going with. I think they're going to end up winning the whole thing. And uh, Michigan has had a, a nice little run. They've surprised a couple of teams now, but I think the run is over. So I like Villanova to uh, to win today and then obviously win on Saturday and, and move on to the Final Four. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, I'm uh, not a big fan of Michigan with, uh, you know, the way things went down. Are they a tournament team, not an 11 seed? But I am a fan of Hunter Dixon. He, on the podium yesterday at the AT&T Center after the Michigan practice, just takes shots at all the other Big Ten teams <laughs> that are no longer dancing in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, you know, this season was definitely, you know, like not the best, not the way that we wanted it to. And, you know, other fans definitely let us know that, particularly Michigan State, Illinois, who else, who else? Ohio State, who else? There's another team in there. There's another team. Who was it? It's funny. Who was the other team? There's one more. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, the team down in Madison, the red and white team. (laughs) The red and white team. They they definitely let us know how they felt about our season. You know, we heard those NIT chants. Uh, You know, they were hurtful. Um, You know, they definitely hurt. But, you know, it's funny how... They'll be watching this on Thursday back at the Cribs. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I appreciate the bravado. I appreciate the trash talk that you were getting from him, although I, I, I have a feeling that they're done. They're not playing on Saturday. I think so. What I love about that guy is he's whoever he's looking at doesn't have a clue either. <laughs> Neither one of them have a clue because it takes a while before they figure out it's Wisconsin. But, um, no, I, I like I like players like that, confidence, and, and they should be confident. I mean, nobody's ex, nobody expected them to be here right now, but they got here. I just think Villanova's playing well. I like their style of basketball, and I think they'll get it done tonight. Well, if you look at, at Villanova, last time they played in San Antonio, they cut down the nets. And yep. Jay Wright obviously has a great relationship with Greg Popovich, and been an assistant on Team USA. They won gold. I thought it was uh, interesting, and Mike Finger had a great piece in the San Antonio Express News uh, about Jay Wright and Kelvin Sampson, the head coach of the Houston Cougars. In fact, it was about how uh, Pop used to be a chauffeur because Sampson, when he left Indiana, had nothing. Well, there was nobody wanted him, right? (laughs) So he was helping out in San Antonio. So Pop left... Bottles of wine for both Jay Wright and for Kelvin Sampson. Nice. Even, even though, obviously, he's not here to watch the games because, right. you know, the, the Spurs are on the road. But I appreciated what Kelvin Sampson said about what it's like to be a part of a Spurs family. Um, but, you know, after the uh, Illinois game, I looked at my phone and I had a text from uh, uh, Bud, my Budenhauser. Uh, Pop, Pop has really enjoyed watching this team. We played Memphis in the conference championship game, uh, ever how many days ago that was. And he sent me this extended long text. Um, uh, 
Of course, your phone starts blowing up, but RC called as soon as he found out we were going to be in San Antonio. He called me yesterday. He called me this morning. Um, you know, once you're in the Spurs family, you're, you're family for life. I mean, those are, those are great friends, and, and I'm so appreciative of uh, Pop for so many things. Um, but when I went out in the court today, you know, you think back to that, that time and um, what, a, what a great experience it was uh, for me. So just, just really blessed. You know, and you think about Samson's work as a consultant or whatever you officially want to call it with Tim Duncan back yeah. then. And the story was, you know, he gets in the car and he's telling Pop, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that. And all of a sudden it is... Um, well, don't tell me to tell Tim that. You go right, tell Tim that. Right, yeah. And you, you just appreciate that kind of, uh, I don't know what the for for Greg Popovich to take ideas from anybody and everybody but to help. And who would have thought Pop would be such a texter? <laughs> I know. I, I couldn't believe it either that uh, he would do that. And he said it was a long text. Well, that's it. I mean, so, yeah, that, that's nuts, right? Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, I got this long test message from Greg Popovich. Remember the days where Pop didn't have a computer on his desk? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's cool. And, and you know, he's right about that. What, the Spurs, one thing about them, no matter how you feel about them, it is a family organization. There's no question about that. And, uh, you know, you, whether you're there or whether you leave, come back, or, or never come back. I mean, it's just it's a family organization, and, and they've always been run that way. And so I think that's cool. And so you look at tonight, you got Jay Wright. Obviously, when you look at the game that they're in, and then the nightcap tonight is Texas or Houston against Arizona at the AT&T Center, obviously, and Texas Tech against Duke. You know, in these late games tonight, I'm all aboard at Texas Tech ending the career of Coach K. I like Texas Tech also. I think they're playing well. They're a tough physical ball club, and I think they uh, they end the, st- the storied career of one Mike Krzyzewski. Well, and I'd rather see that than, I don't know, Duke and Texas Tech season, right? Yeah. But I, 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 not that I'm anti-Coach K, but I've never been a Duke fan, <laughs> right? But I was all in – on Duke on that final game against North Carolina, and then you saw what North Carolina did and his reaction. He was so mad, but then I didn't. I didn't put two and two together that every game from now on could be his last. Right, right. right that's true. So every game we get the same could be the last storylines, and then the videos of his family and his wife in the stands. You know, just hanging out. I don't need to see that for. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm done. I, and, and they're playing Texas Tech. I want to see Texas Tech advance. I like Texas Tech. I really think that they uh, they have something special this year. Um, to win it all, I'm not sure. But I, I think they're, they're Final Four material. So we'll see. But uh, I like Tech. Well, and, and I, I, so I like Houston to beat Arizona tonight. Did you change your mind? No. I mean, these people are looking over their shoulders at you to to make that pick. Didn't I say Houston earlier? I don't remember. Yeah, because I'm not allowed to pick Arizona because my daughter went to Arizona State. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you like Houston. So I I, I like Houston tonight, uh, but I do like Villanova. Uh, I like Tech tonight, and I like Gonzaga. Well, I'm either going to irritate these people or they're going to be thankful that I didn't take Houston. But I'm going to go with Arizona tonight. I think they win it. I think they play Villanova. We battle the Wildcats, and then Villanova will take care of them on Saturday. 
So you're guaranteeing a wildcat into the Final Four. I'm guaranteeing a wildcat into the Final Four, yes. Yes, I guarantee that. That is for sure. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We are downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue. We're all set up. Legacy Park, the game is on right now. It's incredible the crystal clear picture that you're getting on this outdoor television on this beautiful day not a cloud in the sky and you know the great thing about legacy park if you haven't been down here you know y'all know where the frost tower is yeah you know how big that thing is right you know what that thing does puts a nice shade over the park ain't nobody out there sweating Ain't nobody out there squinting because the sun is in their eyes. And, again, that, that screen, that monitor, that TV, whatever you want to call it, is absolutely perfect. And so, I mean, it's just a perfect place to come down here and watch the basketball game, have some barbecue, a couple beers, and uh, come down here and hang with us for a little while. And those beers, Yingling Lager, Light Lager 99, Golden Pilsner, and Yingling Flight, all for $4.00. Yingling Lager Hoop City. We're giving away Pinkerton's gift cards every hour. We've got these Yingling uh, Grizzly coolers that we're giving away today and tomorrow. Michael Jimenez will broadcast halftime live tomorrow from noon to 2. Then we're going to be here 4 to 7 for the Blitz. Then on Saturday, the Saturday morning hangover is going to be live out here at Pinkerton's for Yingling Lager Hoop City. Just incredible. And, And I look at today, and a lot of Houston fans here, the, I think tomorrow is just going to be insane, that day between games, the fun. So if you're coming downtown tomorrow, and you should, there is free parking available to you. There's a handful of lots where you can find the validated parking. Look for the signs. So to say, I don't want to go downtown because parking, at Pinkerton's has taken care of that. They've, they've worked deals with a couple of lots to make sure that you're able to get your validated parking, which is what you need. Absolutely, and that makes a big difference, a huge difference. It, it's not like you got to park, you know, a mile down the road either. They're right here around the the uh, the restaurant, so it's it's absolutely perfect. And there's no reason. And you're right, and it, it's almost with the, seeing all the Houston fans here, Jason. It's a reason that I, I won't be disappointed if they win because you know they'll be back here tomorrow night partying. Absolutely, well, and you know the other thing that I find interesting because you think about the Houston fans in San Antonio, and I don't know if most of these uh, Cougar fans in in the park right now travel to I ten or if they're from San Antonio, and I don't know what the numbers are now, but I remember years ago Lynn Hickey when she was athletic director at UTSA said, you know, UTSA isn't the commuter school everybody remembers it being from the 80s. And she told me then that, and again, I forget the exact numbers, but more students from Harris County than from Bear County. And I think Houston, UH, is very similar. More Bear County students going to UH than Harris County, or like my daughter who ended up at Sam Houston State, because they don't want to stay home. They don't want to run into their parents right. at the bar. Or they want right. to get away, you know, be far. Like Texas State isn't far enough away. You know, you could, you, you know, come home on a Tuesday and get your laundry done. You know, you need to be three or four hours away to really feel like, okay, they're gone. They're they're gone off to college. You know, it's it's more of an effort. You know, College Station, you know, is kind of that, that limit of, you know, San Marcos, 
Yeah, you could be home for dinner every night. Or you could stay at home and just commute to school if you want. You could do that, but it's more fun to be in San Marcos full-time. I know from experience. Yeah, well, sure. It's a but great party school. My daughter went to UTSA, uh-huh. right, one of them, and she used to call me. Say, hey, Dad, we're going to be over here. Why don't you come with us? Well, she was calling you because she realized you would buy all the kids drinks. Well, that was part of it. Absolutely. But the other part of it, she just likes hanging with her old man. Sure. That's exactly That's right. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Your daughter may not want to hang with you unless you pull out the wallet, but mine's a little different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she ever pull out the wallet when it was you? Are you kidding? No. No, she called you when she was broke. So that's, you know, did you when ever? When she was broke, that was every day. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, and I run, like, like you know, I know she's got money, or if Erica doesn't have money, I'll look at her bank account because it's all tied to ours, right? And I'll, like, you got 17 bucks. Yeah. I'll, I'm buying yeah, you just you just know that's the case. Yeah, you can't even go to McDonald's for seventeen bucks anymore, unless you're by yourself. That's a good point. What was the last time you went to McDonald's? It's been a well. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. As we continue from Pinkerton's Barbecue at Yingling Lager Hoop City. Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix, The Blitz, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 103.3 FM. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We are live at Pinkerton's Barbecue downtown Legacy Park. It is Yingling Lager Hoop City, $4 Yinglings, and the games are on the big screen set up here in the park, which is incredible how clear the screen is, even though it is daytime. And the first game underway, Gonzaga and Arkansas. And let's talk about it because, you know, there's three more games going on tonight. You want to get your action in on that game, make it a little bit more interesting, go to busr.com slash sportstar, 100% deposit match. Where should you put that money? Let's talk about it with our friend Drew White, who last week said the Texas Longhorns were not only going to win the first game, they were going to cover, and I had zero confidence in my Longhorns. I should have listened to Drew because, well, they won that game. They beat Virginia Tech. Yeah, let me tell you, I mean, I'm not one to pat myself in the back, but that, that's one I had circled for a while. And, yeah, I, I believe I predicted they would win by double digits. I think it was an eight-point margin, but they really came out to play that game. Uh, the other, on the other side of that, I did have uh, Vermont beat Arkansas. That didn't quite pan out. They covered but didn't get it. But the good news is Tennessee is eliminated, so our exposure is safe. Uh, I do want to let you know that we are now – Leading Purdue. Purdue is hu- a huge win for us, and that's a good that's a good space to be in because I believe they could cut the nets down after what I've seen. Purdue, yeah, I mean, absolutely right. Those guys are playing well. I, you know, we're we've got a portion of the Sweet 16 round and the Elite Eight here in San Antonio, Drew, and uh, that one of our first games is about to to kick off Villanova and Michigan, and uh, you know that's an interesting matchup. I like Villanova. I like the way they're playing, but Michigan seems to be that Cinderella team. What are you thinking in that ball game? Yeah, you know, I'm agreeing with you there. I think the Wildcats are going to take this one. I think uh, Michigan, they're going to they're run into a juggernaut here. It's going to come down to coaching the way I look at it. And Nova, let's be real, they love the big dance. This is where they're going to shine. Again, I'm looking at, uh, I don't want to put a number on it, but I'm looking at an easy cover at minus five. 
An easy cover at that. Now, as we sit uh, here downtown at Pinkerton's Barbecue in the late game tonight here in San Antonio is Houston against Arizona, which doesn't tip till about 9 o'clock. So there are a lot of people in the park wearing red. Where does the uh, money go for the late game tonight? Oh, my goodness. First of all, I wish I were there with you guys grabbing a couple $4 yinglings. That sounds delicious. Really <laughs> it is. Like a spectacular atmosphere. Um <laughs> So make sure you have a couple for me. Uh, the, the late game, I'm looking at Houston, and not for no other reason than it's plug and play. The team is loaded. Simpson's got a great team. They're on a mission. And Arizona is one of these premier teams. You know, they, they won the title in 96, I believe, and all, the, all that history and everything. But, no, you couple the fact Houston is on a roll and they're playing in San Antonio, I believe we have the wrong favorite here. Uh, and, actually, we're getting hammered on Houston as I'm talking to you. I think Houston's going to be they're going to be moving on. Wow. Houston is going to be moving on, says Drew White from BUSR.com. The other interesting one today, uh, I'm all about Coach K being done done. Uh, does <laughs> Texas Tech make that happen? Let me tell you this one. This is, a, this is the most interesting game in the Sweet 16 by far, in my opinion. And we're now looking at Duke at a pick em. Uh, It was Texas Tech minus the one, one and a half. And we're getting hammered on Duke. And the reason why, just because people want to be a part of it and they believe that Coach K cannot lose this game. I, however, take the other side again. Texas Tech is a juggernaut. They've got the experience. Maybe not the best uh, coaching legacy. However, they are loaded. Uh, I'm going with both Texas Tech and Houston this evening. Yeah, I agree with you, Drew. I just think Texas Tech is one of those teams that, that you don't see in college basketball a lot. They're physical, and they like to beat teams up, and I think uh, they'll take care of the finesse Blue Devils tonight. So I like that pick quite a bit. And then you've got, of course, tomorrow, a uh, lot of good ball games coming up tomorrow as well. I, th- I love this time of the year, and it's always a little more fun, don't you think, when you got a little something-something on the games and, and it makes it a perfect opportunity to go to BUSR. Oh, it's the best. It, it, if you're ever going to be a college uh, basketball fan, it's right about now. The Sweet 16 is when most of the underdogs, a couple of the underdogs are still dancing, but the cream of the crop is really there. And there's nothing wrong with having a couple of dollars on the game to make you a little excited. So uh, I'll give you, let me give you a few things here. For tomorrow night, I'm looking at another up, small one, but I've got the Star Heels in the And I also want to let you know, I believe Kansas will absolutely crush, I'm talking crush dollars. So you'll think tomorrow Kansas crushes Providence. Obviously, Purdue is going to take care of St. Peter's. Their uh, Cinderella slippers going bye-bye. I like that North Carolina pick. I actually have them in my re-bracket going far and actually winning the whole thing because my first bracket, Drew, sucked. I had Kentucky winning the whole thing, so I started over. What do you think of Miami and Iowa State tomorrow night? The dog debarking again. I'm looking at Iowa State here, plus 2.5, play one of five. I don't see how they don't win this one either. I don't care if they only had two wins last year. Um, and I know the Miami head coach is, is loved by the whole planet. doesn't matter. Iowa State getting the two-and-a-half is a live dog. Don't you love the way this is all played out, though, Drew? I mean, you've got and, – and college basketball is such that there's a lot of parity. And I know we throw that word around a lot, but it's really true when it comes to college basketball. To have a team like a St. Peter's actually win a couple of ball games and get into the Sweet 16, I think is just fabulous for whether you're a hardcore sports fan or, or just, you know, a fringe sports fan. A team like that, is, it's just good for the sport. It's absolutely beautiful, and it's never more evident than if you fill out your brackets 
and you you know when you tell your bracket uh, pre uh, tournament, you normally have the school logo there. So, you know, for, for North Carolina, you have the UNC Tar Heel and, and so on. And then not many people can even, they don't even know the St. Peter's, the Peacock's the logo, but just to see it in the Sweet 16 bracket, you know, the second chance one, it's absolutely spectacular. And it just proves that on any given day, anybody can do anything. So it's remarkable. Drew White from BUSR with us here. Again, go to BUSR.com slash SportsStar, and you get that 100% deposit match. I don't know how many people, and I should know if you guys are even taking uh, uh, stuff on the NIT, but there's a lot of Aggies listening to this program right now. Are they a safe bet heading up to New York City in the tournament nobody cares about unless you're in it? (laughs) Wow, that's spectacular. You know, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that the Texas schools could have seven, seven, potentially eight if they really reached. I believe they ended up with six. A&M, in my opinion, was completely robbed. I'm looking yep. at the line now. We've got A&M minus one, and uh, the total is 136. But that is a team that if there ever was a team that deserved to be in the big dance, it was those guys. I believe they will throttle Washington State because – there's only two ways to look at this. Either one, they just, okay, we didn't make a big dance, let's go play. Or two, they, they take advantage of the opportunity and, and become NIT champs. And this is just one more step. So I think A&M will come out on Washington Good stuff. Drew White, BUSR.com. Always appreciate the time. Thank you very much. And, guys, please, down a couple of those $4 yenlings for me. You can and count on it. You can count on that for sure. Again, we're down here at Yingling Lager Hoop City at Pinkerton's Barbecue at Legacy Park. You want to go to BUSR.com slash SportsStar to get that 100% deposit match. And you, you think about the games are going on and see, here we go. Here's Coach K walking into I know the building. It. Holding, holding hands, with, hands his with his wife. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just ready for that to be over. <laughs> I, I really am. I'm with you, and, and that's kind of how I felt about every time that, you know, the L.A. Rams would play. We had to go up and take a shot of the sweets and see Leonardo DiCaprio and this celebrity yeah, and yeah. that celebrity. It's like, come on, enough already. Who cares? You know how we were talking about how uh, here at Pinkerton's Barbecue, the guy that's helping us out is a dude named Taco Joe. And I've known Taco Joe for a long time. But he will do anything and everything. So apparently the Yingling people are trying to get a picture of – their beer high enough to see the Pinkerton sign. So Taco Joe has gotten a ladder and has climbed up the ladder and is holding up the beer so that they can get the perfect photo. I mean, you talk about a kid that will go above and beyond for somebody else. No, he really is. He's a good kid. First time I've met him today. And uh, as soon as we sat down, hey, do you need anything? Can I get you anything? So he got us all our drinks, which were water and tea, uh-huh. and then all the barbecue that he brought out here. Yep, yep. And uh, so he's really uh, he, gone above and beyond to show some hospitality, and he's getting it done over here with uh, with the fans that are out here he, as well. He's done the video for us. Uh, he brought the barbecue. He's going to bring more yep. barbecue. He's going to be with us all weekend as our as our guy. And then he was like, you guys are uh, pretty easy. I'm like, well, <laughs> We are. I don't know what he was expecting. I'm not sure either. Well, you know, a couple of big stars like us, you know, he probably thought. Well, I think the only guy that's been high maintenance for Taco Joe is Greg Shelton, who didn't want to climb up on a step stool to plug something in. Uh, You plug that in. I don't want to break it. No, you lazy. You just didn't want to climb the ladder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad because we needed uh, Shelton here to run things. And uh, if he had gotten up on that ladder, he might have 
falling hard. Nah, I've seen Shelton do crazy things on a ladder. <laughs> really? Stuff you can share on the radio? You know how you, you 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 know when you're balancing on one leg and trying to stretch it, and then you kind of <laughs> lean it towards you fall. You grab on one arm, and then you do this, and then you try to go back and hope it doesn't fall over. Yeah, yeah, that's Greg Shelton. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a reason it doesn't have Christmas lights anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither do I, unless somebody else. Is <laughs> well, that's what up. I mean. But there was that one time about yeah. ten years ago when he was into that stuff, and then he decided, nah, we're not, we're not going to do that. I think everybody was into that at one time or another. Yeah, you, when your you know, kids are little. Well, yeah, and you try to do that. And, you know, I would put them in the bushes and they'd be all wonky and you just didn't know how they were going. But, you know, you turn it on, the kids liked it and it well, was okay. Well, that's it. When you have little kids, you do that. And now, I mean, we pay a dude. He comes and he puts them up and, you know, it is what it is because I'm not going to do it. But even on the inside, I, 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 trying to see if my wife's listening right now. <laughs> I, I don't understand the inside decorations. Why not? To the level that my wife turns the house. And every year, she buys new stuff. Okay. But she never gets rid of the old stuff, so she adds to it. Right? Sure. But there's only so much you could you can do. Right. No, I think more... Look, I'm a big fan of, of the indoor decorations. Well, because you're lazy and it's not your responsibility. Um, well, yeah, you know, I do the tree and, and some things. But the only thing, Maggie's got these uh, these choir people. They're uh-huh. little statues yeah, yeah. that we have to put up in a range. Yeah. And, you know, that can be kind of tedious. Yes, I, I can imagine. But it's just the amount of stuff and then where it where it ends up and, and where it, yeah, you know. And at this point, I mean, put up a tree, a couple decorations, we're good. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind decorations. We don't, we don't have house. little kids at the house. Don't have grandkids coming over. And she tells me it's for us, but one of us doesn't give a damn. <laughs> you what? know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she didn't know she was married to the Scrooge. Well, but we're at the, we're, we're at the point now where, even at Christmas, I'll buy for me. She buys for her. So one of us is surprised, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, you open a present, one of us is surprised. You see right. what you got me? Yeah. I, I got you that. Mm-hmm. I need the receipt. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know how that goes. I do, yeah, I do. But it's the thought that counts. Absolutely. Went out and actually spent the time to do it. But um, I don't know. You know, Maggie and I, we've, we've gotten into the habit where we, like, plan a trip. Uh-huh. And that's kind of our gift yeah. to each other. So we'll go somewhere nice. Like last year we went to Mexico. Yeah. And we, you know, parlayed that into a honeymoon. Well, sure. So, and that was you're good. cheap. You didn't want to. Well, that was kind you of. You didn't a, want a trip and a honeymoon. No, well, no. It worked out great. But we splurged and went, yeah. you know, first class the whole way. Sure. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Which you would have done anyway. No. Yeah. No. Well, maybe on the honeymoon, but yeah. not on the trip after. <laughs> yeah. So I figure, I figure you combine them both. It was about the same amount. And so it worked out perfect. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star Downtown Pinkerton's Barbecue for Yingling Lager Hoop City in Legacy Park right in the shadow of the Frost Tower. It is fantastic. We're back to wrap up today's Blitz as we continue. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan I'm Jason Minix. We are at Pinkerton's Barbecue downtown. Yingling Lager Hoop City. Yeah. We are about five minutes away from 
enjoying a $4 yingling. Yes, I can smell it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the barbecue. Oh. You know, it's funny. We were talking about the ags in the NIT. My buddy Chip says, uh, in Uber to airport, $25.00. Uh, your money versus two fifty at the tab. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because you know there will be Aggies that will bet on A and M. Absolutely. In the. Uh, well, I mean, they should win the thing. They should. They really should win. I mean, they're the best team in the in the NIT by far because they should have gotten into the NCAA to begin with. But if the Aggies don't win it, I'd be more. Uh, I wouldn't say more disappointed by that, but certainly it would add to the disappointment of not making the NCAA. And as long as you're in the NIT, you might as well win the dang thing. Well, that's it. And they're off to New York City. They're going to be able to do it, although could be the last time because the NIT apparently might move out of Madison Square Garden. We're down here tomorrow as well. Michael Jimenez will host halftime here from Pinkerton's at Yingling Lager Hoop City tomorrow noon to 2. The Blitz is back here tomorrow night 4 to 7. Come down here and and watch the games in the park. It, it is fantastic. And make sure that you're listening all week long for a chance to win Luke Bryan tickets at the AT&T Center. Nice. Yeah, Luke Bryan, the raised up right tours August 25th at the AT&T Center. Your chance to win uh, R&R in the morning, halftime in the Blitz. Although I haven't seen that we've given any away. I, th- I think Rob is keeping those for the morning show. Well, and I think uh, Jimenez has been giving some away, too. Yeah. So, you know, he's uh, he's been uh, – been, we got to talk to Rob about it. Well, in LiveNation.com, and I, I heard Jimenez give away tickets for Alamo Heights night, which is coming up, so that would be pretty cool. But That's yeah. going to be fun, and we're going to be there, too, aren't we? At Alamo Heights night? Not Alamo Heights night. Uh, Taste of the North yeah, Side. We will be at Taste we'll be of the at North yeah. Side. Yeah, April 7th. I get my Fiesta events confused. Yeah, Taste of the North Side (laughs) is my favorite Fiesta event. Oh, it's outstanding. Has been for years and years. I love Nyosa, love Oyster Bake, depending on the band. Uh, There's a couple of them that I like, but Taste of the North Side. And this year it's at the Dominion for the yeah. first time. So it's interesting Santera, to see. It's right? normally at Santerra. Yeah. Well, I remember back when it was at uh, Canyon Springs. Then oh, they outgrew wow. that yeah. and then moved over to uh, Santerra, which is um, uh, was always great. But now at the Dominion, and we were out there, uh, what, about a week ago or so, Greg, doing a site check and a walkthrough. Apparently where we're going to be broadcasting our show is next to where a bunch of Ferraris are going to be set oh, up. Oh, wow. But I think it's pretty cool. Nice. That's, that's yeah. perfect. We're in the path between the VIP and everybody else's. Maybe so, we have uh, Jimenez try to climb in one of those. Jimenez is not allowed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's he's unless he buys a ticket, Jimenez ain't getting in. I mean, <laughs> he's not invited to that one. Huh? He, he's not invited no. to that one. I mean, you know, he gets butt hurt because he doesn't get invited to everything. But, you know, he's he's got to earn his way. Gonzaga and Arkansas, man, they are playing a game. Late first half, it is Arkansas up 30-29. to Villanova leads Michigan 20-15. to We're going to join the games in progress coming up here on San Antonio Sports Star. But it is time. Oh, it is time. Nice. Did you hear that? It is time. Okay, you got five seconds. I got five seconds. Close Four, us out. Three. It's time to drink. See you guys tomorrow.